What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sweep the Lake Podcast. I'm your host with the most, Mike Mac Masunis, and I have my co-host with me, Super Tim. And we also have a special guest with us. Who's that special guest today? Our special, special guest, guest today is, is Andrew. I, I'm talking here. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I wanted to give my own introduction because I'm that special. Go ahead. I didn't know what we were doing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I am the I am the one and only Andrew, not to be confused with Kal-El of Krypton. Awesome. As opposed to Kal-El of Apocalypse. Kal-El of Apocalypse. So this is a Superman animated series shout out. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So Andrew, we're excited to have you on the show because we know that you are a crazy fanatic Smallville fan. Is this true? That is under anticipating my fanaticism. Awesome. Yes. Yes. So uh, I uh, I am very excited for this uh, special episode. This was actually Tim's idea, and uh, I said, "Well, the little problem is, is that you've seen every episode and I haven't, so it's <laughs> going to be kind of a really weird episode." And then we thought we'd bring you in, and then of course I saw the finale and a few episodes here and there, which we're going to get into. But uh, I th- well, for the people the thing, Masunis, is you know like, I had this idea because you know I was really looking forward to it because. You know, Smallville is the show that I've probably watched the longest next to probably like Boy Meets World or something like that. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, and I was really looking forward to this finale because, you know, this is, you know, been 10 years in the making. So but and I've been reading like TV Guide and stuff and the, the showrunners and producers have been saying, oh, yeah, this is for anybody who's watched Smallville. You don't have to like we're, we're, we're doing this for the people who've watched every episode, but also for the people who haven't. So I was like, okay. So, so then I call you and like, let's do this. And you're like, I don't know. And I was like, oh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. But then I got to thinking we should probably bring someone who I who I can bounce off of. You can bounce off of. So this is gonna be fun. Um, we're gonna be talking about all sorts of things. So let's just get right into it then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we before we do, let's get into our movie and music news real quick. Alright guys, so in regards to movie and music news this week, did you guys hear about the 25,000 people being sued for downloading The Expendables? I heard about it in passing, I don't know about it extensively though. Yeah, well luckily I'm not one of those people, but uh, yeah. If you, <laughs> me, neither, me neither. If you downloaded that movie, you are going to be sued. It's the biggest uh, movie-wide you know, to the public suing that's ever happened in history. So, and these are like torrents or anything. Yes. If you downloaded the movie on a torrent site, and I would assume this would happen prior to the movie ever hitting DVD, or maybe it's on DVD and you download it. Either way, if you torrent this movie, you your IP address was subpoenaed by the government, oh, and uh, they are going to sue you. And you should be getting a letter in the mail within the next week or two. And uh, most of these people will be able to settle out of court for like fifteen to $3,000. Well, 
Now, I'm assuming if you got this, if you, if you had downloaded this movie, would you have would you have gotten like an email immediately after? Nope. Uh, basically, like Comcast is one that refuses to give this information up. And uh, they were the last people that had to give their subpoena records to. But my understanding is you're just going to get a little letter in the mail. You'll have no warning whatsoever. It's just going to say you're being sued for downloading. I, I downloaded a movie once from Cox, and they let me know that something had been downloaded from my IP address. And yeah, yeah. I informed them there was a misunderstanding. So I was just I was just wondering how that how that process would have worked. So yeah, wow. that's crazy. I know normally you would just get a thing that says you're not allowed to do this. If you do it again, your internet access will be shut off and, you know, you get your slap on the wrist and you're good. But in this case, they're taking it one step further. That, it makes it scary, too. It makes No, I was just going to say it makes it scary because, like, torrents are usually the safe bet to go when you're downloading anything illegally. Not that I condone it nor we condone it. Right, but, of course. No, no, of course. We, uh, but it used to be LimeWire was step A, and that was, like, the worst thing to do because everyone knew that people were getting in trouble for LimeWire. Then next step up was usually torrents, which are a lot safer, and I guess torrents are now, since LimeWire is gone, torrents are starting to get marked by the uh, by uh, the government. So. Which makes you wonder, you know, um, is uh, are they going to start, you know, getting on us for watching TV shows via torrents because I've done that many times because you know in in the case of Smallville you know I you know was because I didn't get to see it live because the place that I was going to see it at didn't have CW because they have AT&T Uverse so I I go home and I and I download it from a site I mean does this mean that you know we can't download our TV shows this way anymore we're just going to have to pay for them I don't know I just know that this is the first the first notice and it was for this particular movie and who knows what's going to happen here but I mean regards to Torrance um, we've spoken before that Kelly Clarkson's CD is done it's completed but it's not going to be released until like fall but yet her stuff is being leaked out now which it sucks for her but also uh, it's kind of the the record company's fault because someone's going to get a hold of the CD and is going to release those tracks on torrent sites, you know. Yeah, and and not yeah, only that, not only that, you know, when once the album's done, it's got buzz, and and they're pl- and they're playing like, oh, if you listen to this radio station, you can listen to this song by Clay Aiken or something, and um and someone's gonna rip that from the radio, you know, because you can do that with a karaoke machine, um and they'll rip it from the radio, put it online, and people will download it there instead of you going out to buy the CD. And it sucks for Kelly because, you know, she's not going to get as many record sales as she normally would if, you know, if, you know, people would actually buy the CD. But me, I'm not going to, you know, seek it out or anything. I'm going to wait till it officially, the single officially releases in July. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because, because, yeah, you get to listen to the music earlier, but you're really shortchanging these artists who are, you know, like working day and night to put out good music for us. And... You know, we're getting it free, and they're not, not able to get get their dues for putting out this stuff. So, did you guys hear that Arnold is now um, officially all good for Terminator Five? They got the deal down. They got all the uh, the twenty five million they paid for the rights, and they are officially going ahead with Justin Lin as the director, which is from Fast and Furious films and Schwarzenegger. But they haven't confirmed what he's doing. He's just the main star of the movie. Right, right. Star of the movie, so we don't know if he's going to be an actual Terminator or if he's going to be the model for the Terminators. Exactly. 
Okay. All right. All right. Either way, it's uh, either way, it's still cool. I just love, like I'm a super fan of continuity and like anything that has some returning element from any other movie in a series just makes me excited. So. Yep. Yeah. 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 I'm pumped. And speaking of Fast and the Furious, I have started to watch the series. Awesome. Oh, good for you. Yeah, yeah, and, and the thing is, I never, I never watched it when when it came on. I don't know, it just never interested me. But all the buzz with Fast and Furious and Fast Five has kind of got me uh, interested, and we'll probably do those movies very, very shortly on this show. Heck yeah, because I've been drilling you to watch them, and, and then <laughs> after you watched the first one, you loved it, and I was like, heck yeah. So, and I just watched Too Fast, Too Furious again last night. I think that's my. F- Outside of Fast Five, that's my favorite. It's too Fast Too Furious. So, and you, uh, did you finish that or not? I, I still haven't finished it. I've been busy, man. Yeah, I've been. I, wrong with you? I've just been busy. I, I have been watching Smallville. Come on. I know. Oh, well, so here's the thing: is I was all set to watch Smallville, and then crap happened that I couldn't watch it, and then I decided to go go hang with some people, and then you know I watched Back to the Future at a friend's house the day before, and it's just I'm going to watch it. I have it on my phone to watch. So all right. It's gonna happen. I actually. I actually watched Back to the Future's number two and three, thank you, to this show. Awesome. It's an I awesome never, I, I've seen bits and pieces of both of them, but I never saw the whole thing. So the other day I sat down and just went through both. Aren't so, those wonderful? They are great. I really enjoyed them. Yeah, a lot more than I thought I would because I'm not as big of a fan as you two are about with the movies, but I really enjoyed the two, the pair of those. And did you enjoy our episode of us reviewing it, sir? Yeah, definitely. That's what made me watch the two episode, the two movies, because I was so like into your recap and everything. I just, I wanted to see it for myself. Awesome. Sweet, sweet. Good deal. All right, guys. So, should we get into Smallville? Let's do it. All right. Kids just don't fall out of the sky. What are you trying to tell me, Dad? That I'm from another planet? So what are you, man or Superman? We have a destiny together. We're on different sides. You're a superhero. You're here to be a force for good, not for evil. Every world needs its heroes. Time to become the Luther you were destined to be. I believe in you. I can be their hero. So let me be the first to say that I am the the skeptic of this show. I am, you know, you two are the fanboys, and I'm the one that's coming from the negative perspective. But uh, I will say, uh, I know we're going to talk about the finale at the end here. But let me just say that the finale, um, I, I was so pumped up that I wanted to record right away. I think it was the greatest ending to a TV show in history, in my opinion. Okay. Oh, Jules, I love this show. Uh, let me ask you something about this, Masunas. I'm just, you know, let me be the skeptic for a minute. Have you ever gotten a chance to see a television series finale that ended when it wanted to? Uh, yes, Medium. Uh, just watched it last a uh, couple months ago. Uh, they knew ahead of time. CBS had warned them about four months ahead of time that this is going to be your last year and okay. go ahead and wrap up the show. And they did something that most show that they did something that was awesome. At the very end, they wrapped up the whole story and each character um, they would say goodbye to the camera and show you them packing up like their their character and just like leaving the set and waving goodbye to everybody, you know, showing the real name. And I thought it was an excellent way for the TV show to end. I thought, I mean, it it was my favorite until I saw Smallville. So yes, yes. See my favorite, see, I see right now, as of right now, I have three favorite series finales. Um, one is now Smallville because I feel that was just awesome and epic and everything that is great. 
And, and number two is Boy Meets World because it had a nice element of a clip show as well as wrapping up the characters, which was nice. And um, and then the third one is Lost because I feel that that really did not nicely wrap wrap things up and kept the uh, vision of the show alive. So you're you're in the camp that Lost finale was was amazing as opposed to a lot of people who have been disappointed with it over the last year. Uh, pretty much, I I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was great when I first watched it. Uh, the Lost finale, I was a little taken aback because you know I because that's with any Lost episode, as you know, Andrew. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And I had to watch it again, but as soon as I watched it again, I loved it, and I definitely saw what what the writers of the episode were were intending what, with what they did. So you know, I, I loved it, and I thought it was great. Good deal. All right, so why don't we start off? We're gonna go through all those ten seasons here. Let's. We can't spend like five hours on this like we'd like to, but um, let's just kind of go, you know, through season one. Let's go through the pilot. I, I just, I watched the pilot because I've heard everybody say it's probably their the greatest pilot, if not their favorite pilot of any TV show. I have to admit, after you know, I saw this, saw the pilot a long time ago. And I'll go. I'll go into why I had issues with the show. But after rewatching it now, I thought number one, the special effects were amazing. Um, yeah, they really were. The asteroid they, scene, especially, was, especially for two thousand one. Yeah, I mean, that opening scene with the meteor shower is exactly. That's, yeah, we have. We should preface this with the show is ten years old, so it's like yeah. we're going back to season one, old. which took place just after nine eleven back in two thousand and one. It's a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. That that meteor shower was ridiculous. Um, I I could not get over how excellent the special effects were. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, and and I have I have a Blu-ray player, and I still, um, and and I, I've been wa- I've been watching the pilot a lot lately, leading up to the finale, um, and um, and I watch it on my Blu-ray player because I have the DVD of the pilot and the second episode, Metamorphosis, as one movie. Yeah. And um, it's it's really awesome to watch that way. By the way, <laughs> Andrew, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> and um, and the special effects still hold up. They still look great, even even though it's ten years old. Well, nine and a half technically, but um, but it's still good. I mean, it's still good. And one of my favorite things about the pilot is just it flows really well. It does, except I was confused at one part because Clark seems to know he has powers when he talks about joining the football team and they kind of warn him, well, you know you're too fast or too strong. But yet it's like then he – then when the car – then when he has the car accident, then he's like, oh, wait, I'm different. And then he sticks his hand in the thing. So I'm just – I was confused there. If, did well, he know well, he was powerful was, or not? Well, the thing was – and Andrew can intervent with me however he wants to, but – um. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, this Clark knew he was different. Like he knew he could run faster than a lot of people, and he knew he was stronger than a lot of people. But that was it. He didn't. He didn't know he he was invincible. He had right. The guy got hit by a car, so he there was definitely an element of surprise, especially after he ripped open a roof of the car to, to yeah. put it at that. So. I, mean, because, I love that. In the in the pilot that I have, um, uh, and it's different from the pilot that's on the DVD or that or that aired. Is you know when when Clark he looks at the bridge and saw and sees the car you know had basically torn through the bridge, um, he's like oh wait I, I'm supposed to be fainted if I'm normal and passes out. Huh. Nice. So yeah, it, it's a very interesting scene because you know his Lex goes hey kid you, you okay and then he goes oh, and then he passes out like I'm supposed to be passed out because I'm normal. 
I, and, um, I, I love Lex Luthor. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, he was so pale back in season one, too. It's so, it's so funny. Yeah, he, he was. They, they, they definitely tried to... Um, they definitely made him pale. I don't know why that was. I don't know why that was. Do you know why, Andrew? I don't know. It just He just looks so white compared to everyone else. But it's just yeah. something that I guess... I don't know. It was cool. eventually, eventually he gets more tan and he looks better. He must have gone to the Bahamas sometime in between seasons one and two. No, no, no. I, I, think, I think it was that, that heat wave that, that struck in. in <laughs> there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, they had this heat wave and they're like, oh, Lex is a tan now. And you know, time <laughs> season three when he was on the island. So. <laughs> now, yeah, I, I love how right off the bat. You get Lana Lang from Superman 3 as Clark's mom, and you get John Snyder from Dukes of Hazard as, you know, mm-hmm. Jonathan Kent. You know, right off the bat, you're like, wow, this show's starting off good. Here's, oh, yeah, great casting. Yeah, exactly. Here's and- my problem that made me stop watching Smallville, and it wasn't because I didn't like it, but because I only grew up on the movies – um, I was like, when they started changing stuff, I was like, how is this going to flow with the movies until I realized just recently that Smallville was doing their own thing, that they were mm-hmm. doing their own mythos. And now that I realized that, I could totally enjoy it versus before I was trying to say, well, that's not going to match up in the movies later, so that sucks. And, and then dude, I just – you know what I'm you're saying? You're preaching to the choir here. I mean yeah. I'm like one well, of the biggest Superman fans ever, and when I first started like checking out the show – and you know that, like when I first, my first episode I ever saw was was 109 Rogue, and and I'm watching it and I'm like okay, like the best of the season. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely best of season one. Um, anyway, and I'll get into that later. Um, I, I saw Clark. I knew who Clark was because you know the black hair, and um, and then I saw Lex, saw Jonathan, saw Martha in the credits, and I'm like, who's this black guy? I don't remember him. I'm like, who's this <laughs> chick? Like, 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 what is this? Superman meets Buffy? <laughs> and I, I was just like total, so totally thrown aback. And then I saw, and then I saw, you know, this Asian girl. I'm like, who is this? And then Clark says, "Oh, hi, Lana." I'm like, that's Lana. I thought Lana was, I thought Lana was Lois Lane. But then, and I'm gonna put this out here before we even get into that. I, I've officially seen three episodes. I saw the pilot. I watched the season ten premiere, and then I watched, uh, and then I watched last night's episode. Those three episodes, not only do they flow good, I mean, it actually shows the bridge scene where he gets hit all in all three episodes. But man, oh. Lois, I always thought Lois was a douchebag, and I'll tell you, I love Lois Lane in this in this show. From what I've seen, I don't know. I obviously haven't seen all 10 seasons, but from my perspective, I think she's the greatest Lois Lane that ever hit the Superman mythos from what I've seen of her. So, you are That's not been a lot of what people have said. They've said that she's like Erica Durant's channels her in a in a great way. She's not over she's overconfident but not in a um like not Margot a, Kidder kind of way. Right. She doesn't she doesn't overshadow herself in overconfidence like she has this sass to her. But then at the same time, there's this cuteness that you you like about her. Yeah. Like I think one of the uh, ones that sticks out to my mind about that is, you know, you have this sass, sassy Lois, you know, always bad mouthing Clark. But one of my favorite Lois moments in the entire show is in um, episode 11 of season seven, Siren, you know, when when she broke up with Oliver Queen. And, um, and she, she was like saying like, you know, like, like he, Oliver's got this greater destiny and, you know, I will always be left behind. And she's like tearing up and then Clark just gives her this big old hug. And it's just one of my favorite Lois 
and Clark moments in the entire series. And it really just, you know, Lois can have these, you know, these funny moments where she's like quipping, quipping, quipping. And then, you know, she has these moments where she's, you know, you're like, you get inside these characters. And that's why it never bothered me the stuff that they did, the liberties that they took with the uh, with the mythology in the show, like introducing the Justice League and Supergirl and and all these different Superman elements before Clark had even become Superman. Um, I never took issue with it because the characters were always spot on. They the writers understood who these characters were and what their motivations were and and who they were at their core. That it didn't really matter what what they did. Well, I want to ask Masunas how much you're. So you're more into the comics. Like I'm coming from strictly. I love the show. I've never. I'm not really into comics. I've never really read a comic. I'm. I never saw the Superman movies until after starting Smallville. So how much influence do you have from comics and the movies? I guess the movies you've definitely seen before this. Right. Okay. Um, I've thrown it out there that Batman is my all-time favorite superhero, and Superman was number two. But um, I actually have, like, 32 Superman shirts. Um, I have, like, hundreds of Superman comics, and I grew up on the movies um, and tons of the comics. So, yeah, I definitely, you know, Christopher Reeve is definitely my Superman. But at the end of, you know, I'm going to go into that later. But that's probably why at first I had issues with the show because of me coming from the comic book world and coming from the movies. But I always had issues with the movie in regards to Lois Lane. You know, that was me as well when seasons one and two were going on. You know, I, I was such a huge fan, you know, because, like, like it, I was just coming off the heels of Lois and Clark. And that was that was a great show that got canceled way too early. It's just a tragedy. Anyway. How, uh, long, how long did that last? Four seasons. Four yeah. seasons on ABC. It was a good show, but I hated the costume. The costume was, was atrocious. The costume was good for, you know, a TV a TV budget, you know? It, it was fine. You know, like, if you're having a TV budget and you have, to, you have to make this costume, then it's fine. It's okay. But like with Smallville, the characters at their core were spot on. I liked the way Dean Cain played Clark. And Terry Hatcher is my second favorite Lois Lane next to Erica Durant's. So she win, that show wins points for me. And um, Lane Smith, uh, the Perry White of that show, is um, my, my all-time favorite Perry White. So, um, and, and that's the reason why Smallville didn't click with me is because, it, like I said, it felt like Superman meets Buffy. Right, and, right. and I didn't like Buffy at the time. Uh, I do now, but I didn't at the time. Um, and I was just like, nah, I won't check this out. I don't want to check this out. So, Andrew, what did you think of the Superman movies? Um, I enjoyed them for – I'm not. I'm still not as big into them because, like I said, I'm not super into Superman itself, just Smallville. But I enjoyed them. I don't remember much about them. I've seen them years ago, so I can't really make too much of an extensive comment on them. Right, right, right. right. Uh, that's cool. And see, you know, and – I, I started checking out – when did you start checking out the show again, Andrew? You told me once, but I forget. I started watching in early season two. Early season two. So you've been here, been there through the whole ride. See, I have For the most part, yeah. I haven't. I started mid-season five. That's when I started really getting into it because somebody told me, oh, you need to watch this show. You need to watch this show. Because um, when I was a missionary for my church, um, this person, this particular girl would not meet with us on Thursday nights at all. Because that was when Smallville was on, and I'm like, you know, when I get off my mission, I'm gonna check out this Smallville thing, and and, and I because I tried checking it out before, and I was wasn't really interested, and like I said, and then I checked it out when I got home, 
and um, I was hooked by the pilot, and I would down episode upon episode upon episode, and I would I was renting the discs through Netflix and my library, and finally I was like, and finally the first four seasons were on sale at Target for twenty bucks each. Like you know what, I'm just gonna get them. So I just grabbed them all and just started plowing through, and caught up just in time for the one hundredth episode of the series. Um, I'm gonna, you know, we should probably do like a crash course in regards to all the seasons. But I do love the season one front cover, which is that which happens in the very first. Uh, you know, it's basically the scarecrow. I mean, it's kind of a mix between like Jesus on the cross. We have like a scarecrow, but then we have like the super. Even though it's supposed to say Smallville, it's like Superman on his chest. It like sets up the series perfectly. Like this yeah. is Clark who's gonna be Superman later. I just love that front cover of season one. I don't know why. It's just very very you can take it in so many different ways you know that's what i like about that and the funny thing it is it's a, it isn't even his body <laughs> really <laughs> yeah, i know it's totally they cg they that's uh photoshopped like they do on smallville ever since like season four yeah wow. well it started in season one <laughs> nice all right so in regards to season one what's the crash course what happens what's your favorite parts in season one well, not much happens in season one. That's the thing. Is like it's it's basically introducing all the characters and the character relationships, and all and they do that through a lot of the uh, freak of the week episodes. But there are some really really good episodes. Andrew, what are your favorite episodes from season one? Like, do you have um, any? Uh, start, well, starting off like we said before, Rogue. It's episode oh. nine. That was just a great one. It introduces uh, Sam Phelan, who it's a character who finds out about Clark's powers and he exposes them pretty much confirming what Jonathan and Martha's fears have been about other people finding out about their son. And it just shows, it kind of goes to show also how the parent, how Clark's parents are so different from other people too, because they're not using him for their own gain. And well, they're, they're just, they're just so chores. much. What? Except to do their chores. <laughs> yeah. Except for to do their chores. But Hey, if I, anyway, any parent would have you do that. If that's what your power, if you had powers like that. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just earning his keep. Right, when they're right. in the country, that's what country people do. They farm. So I'm yeah, in the country, even, and I yeah, know. Yeah, Clark so. didn't have powers. He'd be doing the exact same thing he'd be doing in season one, chore-wise. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. And what, why, why, I, why I love that episode so much is it really kind of encapsulates what the series is. It's basically, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, like, it, it's a very Clark Kent-centric episode. And, um... And you know, it basically, you know, it strips down Clark to his, you know, rare essence, his core, basically, what Superman is and what Superman does, and his struggles and stuff. And that's that to me is why it's my favorite. And it is John Schneider's favorite episode of the entire run. Man has good taste. He does. He's awesome. Love it. Excellent. Uh, should we move on to season two? It, it, did you have any other episodes you wanted to talk about, Andrew? Um, Zero, episode 14 of season one, because that just – it. There's continuity with that. Like I said, continuity is like my number one thing. And they've talked about uh, Club Zero in the past of the in the first four, 13 episodes. So to see it come to fruition and have an, have an actual place in Lex's past, that's a great but, episode. And Masunis, that uh, stars um, Corin Nemec, who uh, was Christian in season six of Supernatural. Yes, yeah. I, uh... Yeah, you'll see. You'll definitely see a lot of crossover between the two shows for sure. Yes, especially when we get to season four. Um uh, yeah, Mr. Jensen Axles is in there. One of my favorite episodes of season one is, um, besides Rogue, I think, it, what is it? Um, Hug, right after Rogue, actually. Because oh, 
to episode eleven. Oh, good times. Um, it's because they definitely foreshadow the where the Clark and Lex friendship is gonna go, and that these guys aren't gonna be friends; they're gonna turn on each other. Which is kind of like when I see that they were friends, I was like, dude, all right, how is this going to play out if they're supposed to be moral enemies and Lex already knows who Superman is, but in the movies he doesn't. And I was just like, I'm just not feeling it, which is what turned me off on the show. But now that I know it's in well, its own, con- you know, now I know his mind is wiped. That makes perfect sense. But it, that was kind of my problem originally was the fact of their best, their friends you know, but I, I like, you know, it's cool. Here's the now. thing is that's actually an idea that actually was in the comics. Like that was actually, it was in the Superboy comics, you know, Superboy being the comics that told, that basically was the comic Smallville, except um, Clark Kent always, he, he, he wore the Superman suit as, as, a, as a teenager. And, and Lex Luthor lived in Smallville and um, he had a lab accident, you know, where he lost his hair and he basically blamed Superboy for it and basically... You know, basically, I hate this town. I hate this place. I'm leaving, and basically, erased all mem- memories of Smallville from his past. Like basically, just like well, he left it in his dust. And where finally he get when he gets to Metropolis, and you know Clark and and Lex get to Metropolis. You know, Lex doesn't even remember who Cl- who Clark or Superboy were because of because of the trauma of that of that accident. So. That's actually an idea that's in the mythology of the sh- of the mythology of Superman. So they didn't just pull that out of their hat. Yeah. So yeah. But uh, and I know season two we get uh, Mr. Zod from the movies is actually the voice of Jarrell, which I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah. T- Terrence Stamp is great in the show. I've always I've always loved the episodes that have him in it. You don't actually see him ever. You only hear his voice, right? Correct. Correct. That's we, we we never got to see him. Although I think that would have been cool if uh, if Terran Stamp had you know emerged from the crystals in the fortress and and given Clark a good old hug. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just me. That's just me. What, what do you think, Andrew? Yeah, they eventually had um. Uh, I can't think of his name. Julian Sands. Te- sorry. Julian Sands. Uh, yes, Julian Sands. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, he pops up in season nine, episode seven, Candor, but. They, um, but yeah, I, I, it is a shame, but you know what? His voice suffices, and even though there is yeah. kind of a difference between Julian Sands and Terrence Stamp, it kind of goes, like, uh, Terrence Stamp plays a computer program, so there would be differences in the tone and everything, and Julian Sands plays a younger version. So yeah. uh, they did do their best to try to bridge the gap between them and, and add Jarrell where they could, so. Yeah, I, I still would have, li- would have liked to see it. I, think, I still think it would have been cool. But um, do you have any favorite episodes of season two, Andrew? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, right time. off the bat, uh, Heat, oh, episode yeah. two. Season, season two is where is when the series started started to really hit its stride. Oh yeah, it's where you get the Scooby Clan gets together. That's right. <laughs> That's Buffy. Dude. Well, I know, but that as <laughs> as you said, it's kind of the Smallville version of the Scooby Clan. That's right, Clark, Chloe, and Pete doing the meteor freak thing. Yeah. Yeah, they go around town. They're trying to figure out all the different problems. Yeah, yeah, it, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, but anyway, you were saying Heat gets the Heat. Uh, heat. Um, episode eight is uh, Ryan. Ryan, like, just the the ending of that episode is one of my favorite endings to ever any episode of Smallville. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Where they're um, from a who doesn't know 
it's a boy who Clark ends up putting under his taking under his wing, who has the power to read minds, and eventually it gives them, uh, it makes them sick, and it starts to get. I think it develops a brain tumor. Yeah. He develops a brain tumor from the power. Yes. And he um and in the episode he was in season one, and he ended up being fa- Clark found him in season two again. And make a long story short, at the end of the episode, he ends up passing away, and he basically makes a promise uh, to this boy that he'll never stop fighting the good fight. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and, and he never did. He's, he's, he's still doing it. That, I would have liked a, a shout-out to that in the, in the finale. That would have been cool. So the, Yeah, uh, I'm, I haven't seen the finale. I've only seen it the one time last night. I watched it until midnight, and I don't recall seeing any Ryan flashbacks but then again i like i said i haven't seen it multiple times so i need to go back yeah, and, and those flash i mean I, even even during the flashback scene i was trying to catch all of them see how they flowed and everything yeah that that was the trials that he was yeah being showed yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i and i knew a lot of those just from they were in the the trailer to the beginning of the show you know that they that they show so you know like where clark goes over a kid and it explodes behind them you know that's in the beginning of the trailer and you know all that stuff and then the red kryptonite is uh introduced in season two yes red kryptonite episode four red's good times (laughs) um and also another one of my favorite episodes is um lineage oh lineage yeah Lineage is very good. I I really like the uh, going back to the pilot. That was that was. I always like when they go back to the pilot for you know, anything. It was it was really really good. Yeah. Yeah. One thing this show does, and I've said it before, the continuity of the show. They bring back even in the first. They they do it more consciously in seasons eight through ten, but they've always had a lot of continuity. Like they've had a lot of callbacks in this show. Things have always been tied up in the end. They've not, they, I mean, like any show, especially running 10 seasons, they've left their holes open, but oh, they've yeah. done a lot there's of things also, to fill up what they've done. There's a lot of things that are going to fall through the cracks. I mean, it's, it's yeah. going to happen. It happened to Lost. I mean, all, like, like they'll introduce a plot line and just, it doesn't, and a lot of the pl- time the plot line is dependent on an actor or, or something. I mean, it, it, we'll get this when we get to season three and four and uh, yeah. But one right. of my, another one of my favorite episodes of of season um, season two is of course uh, Rosetta. Yeah, episode seventeen. That's a big one because that introduces Christopher Reeves, as you two know. Yes. Uh, yeah. Christopher Reeve, um, and I can watch that scene alone and without sound, and it still, you know, makes my heart pound. And it's just wonderful. It's and I love that he was he was so generous that he that he was able to come to the show come do the show and basically pass the torch to Tom Welling as this generation Superman. So now, well, the great thing about it too is like I said, it doesn't hold much resonance with me being Christopher. All I knew, I knew of his name. I never really knew who he was like extensively because I wasn't a fan of the movies, but I've heard from what, from what I've heard of uh, Clark say of Tom Welling, Clark, he's always Clark to me now, Tom Welling. He, um, he said that, Christopher Reeves, like, even in the wheelchair, and they wanted him to end in short hour days, but he just, he went through, like, long, long hours to get the job done because he wanted to just do what he had to do and work the way he wanted to work. Well, Christopher Reeve is the ultimate Superman in in regards to humanity. I mean, the guy, 
to, after his accident, the amount of stuff that he, he pushed himself to do and not giving up, I mean, it was amazing lifespan that he had, that he fought, he cheated death so many times after his accident, and he's been an inspiration to so many people, and I think as soon as he died, his wife died like two months later, I think of just a broken heart, and uh, he was an amazing person. Um, but he'll forever be known as Superman, and he really—he uh, was amazing, Superman, amazing person. Like Superman, like even even as an actor, you know, because I've listened to interviews with Richard Donner, who said that Christopher Reeve was was one of a kind on this earth. He was Superman. Yeah. And, and that comes across in the episode, which you know, as soon as if you've watched another episode, watch this one. I did. I did see that, you know, and I always thought Supernatural was the tightest show. I mean, look at it. You watch an episode and it'll say then, and it goes back to like four seasons to tell you, hey, this person's going to be in this episode just in case you don't remember. But it sounds like Smallville had the same tight writing as Supernatural it really, does. It really did. It really did because I stand by, you know, and Andrew can disagree with me if he wants, but I think as far as writing and just overall shows, that Smallville and Supernatural are the best shows on the CW. I mean, by far. I mean, those are the shows that have the hot, I mean, have the biggest fan support. I mean, everybody I've talked to, you know, generally agrees that you know Smallville and Supernatural are are the are the best shows on the network, and they're the two shows that I've pretty much watched, you know, hand in hand. And now that we're going next year, that one of them is not there anymore. It's just it's just kind of it's kind of weird. I don't know. Vamp Diaries is all I ever hear about around my neck of the woods. So. Hey, I'm gonna. I'll stick up for Vampire Diaries. That is a badass show. It's a lot. I I originally hated it because I knew when I remember seeing posters in the mall and seeing advertisements on the CW, and it was taking over Thursday nights at eight where Smallville was, and I couldn't stand it. And I eventually I threw the pilot on one day. It was free on iTunes, and I just fell in love with the show. It's a lot better than a lot of people say it is. Like most of the time, whoever talks about it. I'll usually ask if they've seen it, and they they say no. Right. Well, at my work, um, I have like four girls that absolutely love the show. But I got them into Supernatural, so they they absolutely love it. And they all admit that, you know, Vampire Diaries is the number one show followed by Supernatural. And I'm like, actually, it's Smallville, Supernatural, and then Vampire Diaries if you want to be technical. but Yep. Yeah, I, I, I could agree with that one. I could agree with that one. But now it's Supernatural and Vampire Diaries. So. Yeah. Which I'm hoping we'll find out on th- next Thursday in the CW Upfronts. So I'm hoping maybe they move su- uh, Vampire Diaries over to Smallville's time slot on Fridays because su- as or, I believe or, yeah, or Vampire Diaries is 8 o'clock, so it versa, would work. Or vice versa. We could you know have a Thursday night Supernatural Vampire Diaries again or right. we'll have a Supernatural and Vampire Diaries. So. Well, the Supernatural's new- been on how many different days already? Tuesdays? Uh, uh, um, right. Well, yeah, it was on Tuesdays with Gilmore Girls, and then it was right. on Thursdays for the longest time, from two to season five, and now it just it moved back to Fridays. So, and right, so three different days. Yeah, it would be weird if it went back to Thursdays, but yeah, it'd still be a good night. Well, I heard that there. I'm actually interested in hearing that that if for kind of the Smallville replacement is going to be a girl who's uh, half human, half demon, doesn't realize it, and has to deal with those uh, ramifications. So it sounds huh. like a new show that the CW planned on picking up. So we'll see what happens. They could get Wonder Woman though, since NBC dropped it, and you know, nah. you know Smallville <laughs> replacement, but, right? Oh my uh, god! I was. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be upfront about Wonder Woman. I was. You know. I was. 
optimistic about it because you know okay new superhero show okay but then i listened to a review of the pilot and it sounded horrendous so i'm like i'm kind of glad it wasn't picked up by nbc but like what's what show does nbc have chuck is that it nbc nbc they well now there's talk of bringing the event back so we'll find out on monday at the nbc up front if they're going to keep the event or not but yeah i really can't think of i mean they they canceled their number one show they're stupid i I didn't even get into the event because i knew they were going to cancel it so what was the point you know right that's why i was skeptical in the beginning of watching that show and i really enjoyed it towards the latter half and of course they they officially canceled it but now there's talk but it was just a television bloodbath last week it was um, the, the, amount of, the, the amount of shows that were canceled, I think it was on, on average five shows per network. Really? Not counting the CW. It was like six, seven, seven. It was it was crazy. It was, it was nuts. It was really nuts. But anyway, getting back on topic. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and the season two kind of culminates in the, uh, in the uh, two-parter of Calling an Exodus, which I love. I love Calling an Exodus. One of my favorite moments from Calling is involving Lionel... And when with the burned Doctor Walden, and mm-hmm. um, and and he just says to the doctor, "Send it to me," and the doctor's like, "Send what?" And he just looks at him and says, "The hand." <laughs> so creepy, <laughs> so creepy. John Glover is was a wonderful asset to the series. And um, one thing that you got to give the series credit for, they didn't start introducing new characters until the fourth season, because usually. Right. Because usually yeah. with most TV shows, they start introducing new characters in the second season. Isn't that the most disliked season of Smallville is season four? Yes. It's by but, critics, yes. By by critics and a lot of fans, yes. But I I like it, I'll, and we'll get into into that later. Um, it has some of the best episodes of the series. It does have some of the best episodes of the series. It really does. Um, but yeah, Exodus was great because uh, it, it had Jarrell. And and what I liked about Calling is they kept um, uh, Terrence Stamp's Jarrell cameo until the very end, like they yeah, yeah. like at the end of the credits it said special guest star Terrence Stamp is Jarrell. I'm like that's awesome. I really liked that, and I I kind of was hoping they'd do that for the finale, but they didn't. But that's okay. <laughs> um, but then we get into season three, um, which is probably uh, this and nine are probably the darkest seasons of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, any uh, episodes in season three that kind of stand out to you, even though the se- the entire season is generally awesome? Yeah, the, the whole season is very good, but uh, episode five is Perry, of course. So yeah, I love- like I said again, you guys will know this a little bit more than I. But Perry White comes in, and he that episode for me was just outstanding because I just love the character. He was he was great. Yeah, I, I like that we got kind of an or- an origin story of Perry White. That was kind of cool. And yeah. Trip, yeah, he's married to Annette O'Toole, so that's and, why. And, and Perry White is portrayed differently between Superman movies and Superman Returns. It, it, literally, that's the big change in between Superman Returns and the Superman movies is Perry White. He's just a dramatic, different character in those two movies. And uh, I, I'd be interested to see what he was like in Smallville, actually. It, it was very interesting. He was still that gruff reporter, but he had the, he was a gruff reporter that, like with all characters on Smallville, we, we got in, underneath their skin. We kind of got to see what they were like and, you know, what well, what the deal with it was, and they hadn't yeah they had an art for him, so it was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, he, he, def- he definitely can't be considered obviously not a villain. He was kind of like in, at least in Perry in episode five, he was he was kind of like the anti-hero, like he was working against Clark for 
not for bad reasons. He just needed to find out for himself the truth. Yeah, so he, he ended up being yeah. that episode's kind of, like, focus. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's really good, though. Um, yeah, but, yeah, there's a lot. Another one, Christopher Reeve returns uh, in episode 17 again. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I yeah, think he, short, he shortly died after that. If I He did. He did. Yeah. And the thing is, is um, they actually set up a um, – they set up for him to come back in season four. Like he was going to return the, the next season and he was going to be a big part of it. And um, spoiler alert, um, he was actually going to be the physical form of Jarrell. Nice. And I, did, you, did you know this, Andrew? Did you know this? I knew he would come back. I didn't know as what. Or yeah, he would be the physical form of Jarrell, um, and um, and the reason why he was in the wheelchair is because his legs were broken on on the way on the way back from Krypton. He lost his ability. Do you imagine that storyline actually coming to fruition? Uh, I can imagine the fan backlash, actually. Yeah. Imagine the people crying foul and say, "This sucks." <laughs> I don't know, man. I I probably would have pl- I probably would have enjoyed that tremendously, man. I don't know. Yeah, it still would have been good. It still would have been good. But it could have cheapened the show, though, in a yes. way. So. Yes. Yes, and that's and that's. I guess it's a. I won't say it's a good thing he died, but you know, uh, yeah. No, uh, it's not a good thing he died. And 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 also starting with episode seventeen is like the one, two, three punch of episodes. In season three, Legacy, Truth, and Memoria. I can. Yep, watch, I was about to say Memoria. Yeah. Yeah, I can watch those three episodes back to back to back, all the time, and it's just it's it's a nice one two three punch for the show. I love it. I love it because so, Truth is uh, has another one of my favorite Lionel moments when Chloe catches Lionel off guard with her uh, truth vapor. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And Memoria was another great episode. They focused a lot on Lex, but we also got to see. Uh, what what happened when Clark's ship took off from Krypton? That was cool. Well, don't speaking forget, of, I wanted to ask you before. Uh, you remember in well in season in season two's finale, the ship takes off and he. Oh no, um, sorry, in season one finale, Tempest. Yes. The ship takes off at the end of the episode. Yes. And then it goes flying into the corn as the tornadoes suck it up. I was one. I was always wondering where the heck it was going. It was um it was drawn to Clark. Um, that's what I've always think. It was drawn to Clark, and it was just trying to get to Clark. Because you notice it was going towards the tornado. Where Clark- right, it was going upwards in in the vortex, and then it got struck by lightning. So we never got to find out where it was heading to. It just took off randomly. I, I want to believe that it was heading towards Clark. That it was kind of you know going to where Clark was. Okay, so it was kind of like Jarrell sent like. Yeah, it was Jarrell's essence kind of going towards it. Right. Yeah, it was just uh, it was. I was watching. I saw Tempest the other day, and it just kind of brought a question up in my mind. So I wanted to throw it at you. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've always thought. It was it was just going towards Clark. That it was drawn to him because yep. it is his ship. So, um, and also um, um, the last one. Well, Talisman is another great episode, but I wanted to bring right. up Covenant since we're blazing through the seasons because yeah, Covenant I, brings I, in. I was actually going to mention Talisman. I was going to mention Talisman because. Uh, because I really, really like Talisman. I think John Schneider did an excellent um, job directing it. And even the deleted scenes that are on the DVD are really, really good. Yeah. And then uh, Lois gets introduced in this season as well. Uh, not in season... Well, she gets mentioned in season three. In, uh, what mentioned. Delete? Was that mentioned? I believe so. I'd have to go back. Yeah, it, it, it's the lead where she mentions she has a cousin that has no interest in journalism, and uh, right. 
and um, and he's just Lois Lane. Yeah. Well, I um, thought you, I thought you told me that uh, John beats Clark. Lex cra- has a plane crash, and Lois is introduced in this season. Uh, not in season. She's mentioned in season three. I'm in season four. She's she's brought in full. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, she pops uh, up in the premiere. Yeah, but but we're still in season three here. Um, uh, Covenant, uh, the season three finale, probably a lot of people's favorite finale. Yeah, it really is excellent. It really is excellent. I thought the ending scene was wonderful, and it's it's really really good. And Lana almost left. Lana did almost leave, as she's as she's known to do many times. I know. It, it, it's like they knew that we hated Lana, and they just kept teasing. Nope, she's not gone yet. I <laughs> think it's season seven. Just like bye, Clark. Bye. And then and then like Bride, she's like I'm back. And we're like, ah, go away. That that's kind of funny because in the movies, my wife and me always wanted Lana to be with Clark because Lana cared about Clark, and versus Lois only cared about Superman, could give a rip about Clark. So that's why I always love Lana. But you guys make it sound like in the TV show that Lana is basically the douchebag Lois Lane, and it's vice versa. Well, that that's why that's why you have to watch the show to kind of get that because this is it's it's a joke. That line. Yeah, it's not much as she's a douchebag. It's more of she's just so overused in the romantic role for Clark that it just becomes so tired after four, after six years until she finally almost leaves again in season seven. And then she comes back in season eight and like ah. yeah for the that for the uh, coveted uh, what do they the fans call it the arc, arc of suck, suck. <laughs> the arc of suck. Um, but going into season four, Crusade, one of my favorite premieres. I'm sorry. It's probably one of my top premieres. I think this was excellent. It had so many things. It had Erica Durant coming in as Lois. Uh, Jensen Ackles coming in full time to the show. Um, Margot Kidder in, in, in the episode. Right. Um, well, what else was in this episode? Flight. Um, and it just it – was, it was such a fast-moving premiere – it, it 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 rebooted the show almost. It felt like a new pilot, and it 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 was it was awesome. It was great, and it ended on a cliffhanger too. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Well, the one thing that really drew me to this episode was that we've always had Jonathan's always the focused parent for the most part, the focused parent of in Clark's life, and this episode definitely put her in the forefront. We were shown that Martha is also such a staple in his life that bounds him to it she's like one of his grounding factors yeah yeah and, and that's one thing that they focused on in in season in this episode and also in season six too yeah yeah so because jonathan wasn't around um anyway um what are some episodes that, that stand out to your mind andrew about in this season there's quite well, a few episode five run is probably one of my favorites of the series and not Maybe. because of the flash just if if this guy, if there was just a random kid with the power to power to run, and the uh, and the storyline was pretty much the same, I still would have loved it. I just there's something about this that was so it has like this innocent feel to it, but at the same time it has something to do with the mythos because Bart does return eventually and, yeah. and goes into the whole and, season arc. Yeah, it, it had the map and the stones and stuff, yep. and stuff like that. Um, Another one of my favorites is Transference. I love Transference, uh, where Le- where Lionel and Clark switch bodies. Yeah, it just shows their acting chops in this episode. It's great. It's so awesome. 
Um, one and also a moment that sticks out in my mind in the in this, and it's a turning point for the entire show, is mm-hmm. um, with Unsafe and Pariah, where um, Pariah, yeah, where Chloe learns about, learns the truth about Clark. Yeah, that, it, and they did it so well. They did it perfectly because it wasn't, it was like it wasn't overdone. It, she watches him catch the car, and then she's just dumbfounded. And we get some great humor, humorous moments when people are like, many people start asking her things, and she's so paranoid because she doesn't know what to think, and she's like, well, she's like, like when the voice comes up to her, "Hey, have you seen Clark? What did yeah. I see Clark? What <laughs> did you see Clark? Did I see Clark do what?" <laughs> It's it's a great moment, and um, I like because I think Chloe was just so unsure what to do in that moment, and she just didn't know like should she tell Clark? Should she say, "Hey, Clark, I know your secret," yeah. or should she just not do it? And who does she go to? Lois. Yep. And Lois has and and that's the mentality in season ten with Lois because she's just on med like, no, I'm not gonna tell. Him. I'm just gonna wait for him to tell me. All right, and, I got a question. Okay. So. In the movies, nobody knows the true identity of Superman. Um, how do you feel, oh, both of you, how do you feel overall for all the seasons, the amount of people that know that he's Superman, which I believe is what? I mean like four or five people? Well, let's, go, let's go down the list. Um, well, in season two it was Pete. That's one. Right. Season, right. And we got the Kent. That's three. Yep, um, yep. And then we got uh, Chloe, um, Lionel. Who's now dead? Um, um, Lana. L- Lana. Yeah. Uh, Lex, who doesn't remember anymore, so that I guess I didn't count. Um, and Lois. So I guess seven. So how seven. do you feel about that? Um, I don't mind. Um, Chloe, I think would have to know. Um, well, and Lionel's dead, so I don't. I kind of liked. I was initially because um, I'm such a huge Superman fan. I was kind of against them, like knowing Lois knowing about it, but you know, like, but that's a typical Smallville thing for me. Like when they'll do something, I'm like, that's so stupid, that's lame, yeah. that's dumb. And but then as it plays out, it just it works. Like, I think what- they all had a reason, so that's why I liked it because Pete, we needed someone that could connect with Clark on his kind of teenage level. So Pete was just and a Pete great something like, to do. Like, yeah, they, we needed him to know, and it just became like, and Pete, we just knew the character of Pete, and he's so, like, he was able to handle that secret until getting kidnapped and then almost dying, so then, until he left. And then he, he, he was always cracking, too, so, I mean, right. oh, I like, and Pete and Chloe, I don't mind, because they're Smallville people. And they're well, well I was surprised. I'm. I liked Chloe knowing, and it, I think it was definitely fitting for her to find out midway through season four, because... I don't think there was much longer you could have kept it from someone like Chloe until she found out somehow. Yeah, yeah, and, and, I, and I, like I said, because they're from Smallville, they're small-town people, and they're good friends of Clark, they, they're not going to spill the beans. Yeah, no, uh, definitely not. And um, Lionel was the interesting one. That was when when they had Lionel know the secret. Um, yeah, season six. Yeah, or five, yeah. sorry. Five, five. five. Um, and was, I'm like, wow, where can this go? Like, where is this going to go? Uh, I and they they did a very good job. They really did a really good job of of you know Lionel knowing, but it's just it was this kind of anti-hero kind of thing. It was really yeah. Cool. He, well, he flip flopped so many times morality wise. We never knew which way he was going. What he was gonna do. Season six is evident of that. Yeah. 
Uh, that was oh, because we knew he knew, but then he was like hanging around Lex and Lana, and it's just like oh, so good, so good. Um, but um, the only one that really was an issue for me were Lex and Lois, and Lois kind of played out nicely because she helped Clark like kind of shape into the in, into Superman. So I liked that. So that that's that that worked for me. Right. Yeah, Lois, I had to get used to. Yeah, it, it, it you had to get used to. You had to get used to that. Because- I mean, and, and, and only in Lois and Clark was that ever the case where Lois knew who he was because um, in the movies, you know, it, when he does – when she does find out, then he's got to reverse it and all this stuff. Let's so talk it, about that. <laughs> Let's not talk about that, kid. Yeah, l- we won't talk about that. But I'm just saying it's a whole different perspective. Uh, right, right, right. It's kind of like bringing Robin into Batman. I hate Robin, so I hate it when he's in anything Batman. So it's kind of like Lois knowing about Superman. It's kind of the same lines for me, but it works in Smallville. Yeah, it, it, it worked in Smallville. They made it work. They they allowed it to grow the Lois and Clark relationship. Um, Lois was able to help Clark um, um, become Superman because – in the instances where Lois did know about Clark, you know, in the you know these alternate reality episodes like Infamous or Apocalypse, um, she would help him. She would help, you know, give him glasses, help, you know, help shape his identity as a hero, you know. And that's what I like that they did with that. The one that I I guess really had issue with was Lex. It, it took me a while to kind of get get used to that, um, that Lex Luthor knew. Well, you didn't know how it was gonna play out. You know. Right. That's the only reason I would have had a pro. I had a problem with it was because I knew they would eventually have to. They there was no there was no way they can go the whole series without solving that problem. But we were so shaky with seasons seven and eight coming between coming back on the air, so we never knew if they get the chance to do that. Yeah, and, and especially with season nine too, and and we didn't even know if we we'd get the chance to resolve it in ten either. Right. I right. Mean, right. Yeah, Michael Rosenbaum. Who knows what would happen? Which the guy isn't doing anything. I hate to say, people, but <laughs> seriously, it's not like he's a move, a big movie star. I ha- I don't remember seeing him in anything, maybe a commercial or something. But seriously, what has the guy done that he couldn't come back well, to was, his he, show? He was trying to he was trying to get some stuff, you know, build his reputation aside from the guy from Smallville. I right, mean, I understand that, but there there's only he's in. It's the last season of a ten season show, and yeah. it's like. I'm glad oh, it's at, I mean, it, like, I understand you want your privacy, and you want to try to come out of this little, like, mold that you've been planted in since, like, 2001, but but it's there's this dedicated fan base you have to do it for. There was no way. There was, yeah. Exactly. I, I, agree. Again. I agree. There was no way that I really do not see how this finale could have been – I mean, it still would have been awesome, I'm sure, but – it was more awesome because they got him because he agreed to come back. I mean, oh, t- I definitely agree. Yeah, there would be it would it would have been nowhere near the caliber of great that it would have, that if he wasn't around for it. Yeah, I agree 100. percent I mean, Tom Welling made two movies. He made the what cheaper by the dozen movies, but he knew that he had to go back to Smallville because that's his bread and butter kind of thing. So, yeah, and he's got a TV. Yeah, and the fog, I think. Much. Oh yeah, that was an excellent movie. I, yeah, that was awesome. So he, he did like three movies in in between Smallville because you know like like when you're doing a movie and you know we were talking about this in length about Back to the Future is when you're doing a movie and you're in a TV show basically your TV commitments come first because you because ha- you have to be able to you know shoot all your stuff before right, you're so. obligated to a certain amount of episodes. Yeah, exactly. And then for Tom, he's in every episode. Yeah, 
it's really hard for like when he was fitting to direct he still had to act you know and induce and act so they kind of had to find storylines you know episodes you know one thing that's glaring in my mind was static you know he's not in the entire episode but he's still in it but yeah that episode could have been so much more than it was and it was just the fact that he wasn't around for a lot of it okay let me let me ask you this um since he directed the episode did he pull it off as good as jensen ackle did for this season supernatural when he directed but yet he was in the episode did he pull it off just as good as him or no For me, for me, I think it's the episode itself. Like Tom got handed a couple of shady episodes, stinkers. Like fragile stinkers. You can say stinkers. (laughs) Yeah. Like I know fragile episode eighteen of season five. It's it's a good episode, but it's a very standalone, like freak of the week, back to the season one type of mentality. So there wasn't really much to story to go on. So a lot of people don't really care. Like it's it's one of those that you just forget about. Yeah. And the yeah. same thing with and Hydro. You do, with you Hydro, it. too. I mean... Right. And, and then uh, eventually he starts... I think his first big one is Apocalypse, episode 18 of season 7. Yes. That was when... Uh, then that I got I got respect for him as a director. Yeah, because then he really showed his chops as a director. You could see different things he was doing, and it had a big story impact. Yeah, because then he did um, Injustice in season 8... And yep. then he did the uh, second half of uh, he did Legends, uh, aka Absolute Justice Part Two. Yeah, I'll uh, call it Society and Legends. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Uh, I mean, on my iTunes, like when I bought the episode, it said Absolute Justice Parts One and Two, but you but I named them Society. Yeah. <laughs> so that worked. I I I actually edited my AVI files and I split them into two. I implanted credits into the first one. And then I implanted the ending credits to the second one, and I named them Society and Legends. Nice. That's, that's cool. Although the only thing you can't change is the DVDs, unfortunately. So overall, yeah. overall in season four, um, likes, dislikes? Um, the storyline with Lana, basically. Uh, <laughs> the whole witch thing. Which, which makes a lot of people unhappy. I mean, I, like, and the thing is, is they had this storyline that they were going to go with. You know, because they had this Christopher Reeve thing. They were going to bring in Brainiac in season four. They were going to do all this stuff in season four. And because Christopher Reeve died, they kind of had to, you know, kind of invent something on the fly. And yeah, so I yeah. kind of respect it, but I still don't like it. Yeah. Um, and one episode I didn't get to, I didn't, I didn't mention um, was Onyx. Onyx, yeah, favorite, episode 17. The entire series, sorry. Like one of my favorites of the entire series, Onyx. I can watch that episode any anytime. And well, it's the one. It's the one true glimpse into the real Lex Luthor until we got him last night. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, awesome. it was. It was awesome. It was awesome. And yeah, I definitely Masunas actually. If there's one episode uh, other than Rosetta, it would be Onyx. You should watch. Got it. Yeah, I, I got all this stuff marked down. I mean, I basically did. I got a ten season crash course from Tim. We spent about an hour. I checked various things. I read up on a lot of stuff. So I haven't yeah. physically seen it, but I know pretty much everything that happened in every season. But uh, but just by watching the pilot, the season ten premiere, and last night's episode, I saw three full blown episodes, and I was just like, that was the greatest ending to a TV show ever. And and Tim's like, I can't for three episodes. That that says a lot. If you can say that by watching three episodes of 250 <laughs> yeah, you have episodes. 215 left to go so yeah that, yeah that definitely says a lot if you can watch three and one of yeah. them being the series finale yeah and, and let's just keep going through the seasons um commencement um season four finale awesome i remember every time 
in that series in that season finale commencement i remember being i was eating dinner and it started up and i remember running to the couch i would sit down i'd watch and every commercial break was like i quickly ran over ate something ran back and i though each like i remember them ending with the clock every time the uh commercial came and i was just so gripped by it i would just i was like i was unhinged i didn't know what to do right and and when it aired they it was they aired it as i think two hours um as to, yeah. a two-hour episode but it was really yeah, it was a one half hour episode and they threw in the batman begins extensive yeah, look yeah. yeah see 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 i missed that but i heard about it and right. I, i've looked for that batman begins preview i've never been able to find it <laughs> um but then well, what do you think of the since you you guys have seen the movies and then as soon as uh, in commencement i don't you uh, i don't know if you knew that the fortress was created in commencement basically but we didn't we saw him throwing the crystals that were basically the overall arc for the season he threw the combined crystal from the three that merged together and that was going to create the fortress but what did you tim did you think that was like a crazy cliffhanger because i don't remember i don't really remember what i thought about it but looking at it now i mean i, mean, I knew it was going to create the fortress but still i mean you, you have clark grab the crystal throw it into the sky and and it just pans to the crystal and the music is swelling up then they do in their little smallville superman theme that they, that they were doing back then um and i was just like oh and i still i didn't have the dvds yet for season <laughs> five and I'm like, oh man, uh, I thought that was a great cliffhanger. Did they ever play the theme outside of last night? Um, no. they, not they, the full blown. Not okay. full blown like they did last night. They did kind of their little version of the, of the uh, planet Krypton theme and the fortress theme, and the and the it was a, it was it was kind of I don't mean to trash Smallville here, but it was kind of weak compared to last night. All right, well I'm gonna throw this out there. I, I, I love Batman, but Superman's theme song is the greatest theme song on the face of this planet. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, I, I, every time I hear that theme, I get pumped up. I mean, if I put it on my iPod and I'm listening to it, I just I have to run. And, I have and, to run. and name name and name a score that actually says the title of a movie within right. the music. Yeah, Superman. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's no. It's not like Jaws goes da 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 and says Jaws in it. No, Superman actually when those when the horns and everything hit and says you can actually hear the word Superman, but there's no voice. That's what. That's why that score is. That's why that song is just epic. Exactly. Exactly. But but then we then we go to season five, which you know season five is the last season on the WB for five seasons. The, uh, the the show had been on the WB. That um, explains why James Masters got in the uh, got yeah, in that then. No kidding. Yeah, <laughs> kidding. Um, yeah, he played the recurring role of Brainiac, which you know was their little. It's when they started doing mini villains for the season. It's when they started doing that. Um, but but Arrival picks up right where you left off, and you got the the fortress, and I th- and was heavily inspired by the Richard Donner films, by the Superman movies, Superman Returns. And I thought it was a nice, nice way to, to cap off the season and basically start a new chapter in Smallville. Well, what yeah, did you yeah. think of the premiere, Andrew? Uh, Arrival, I loved. I remember watching like the fortress. I never knew what it was, so seeing some, seeing this giant ice thing pop out of the ground was like so jarring to me. I had no idea what was going on. And then when I heard Jarrell in there, it just made me excited because we've had him for the last two years on the show now, or 
uh, yeah, two years, season three and season four. He was introduced at the end of season two. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was really good, and we and and I was just excited to see to see more of this Kryptonian background that we've always been alluded to, especially in Rosetta, and then we actually get a lot of it firsthand now. Yeah, it was really good, especially in a, in Solitude, where you know Brainiac is talking about a uh, Jarell and Zod, and yeah, that yeah. that was like like when he said Zod, I'm like, whoa, did he just say that? <laughs> Zod in the Smallville. Wow, that was just that was jarring to me. Well, what was jarring is the fact that Jonathan Kent dies in this season, and I bet that had to be a blow to some people. Oh my god, uh, it was definitely. I mean, when I man was, tears. <laughs> yeah, man tears. I, oh my gosh, the hundredth episode because at the beginning of the season, um, they said in the show, "Someone you love, Clark, is gonna die." Yeah, they yeah. led with that for a long time. Yeah, and you didn't know who it was gonna be. You didn't know if it was gonna be Martha, Lois, Lana. Chloe, Jonathan, Lionel, you didn't know who it was going to be. But then finally in the 100th episode, you know, in the middle of the 100th episode, Lana dies and you're like, okay, good. She died. Awesome. Now yeah. <laughs> when those two she are on screen together, I love it. In her red Jeep Liberty that she's always had that gets destroyed throughout the seasons. Yes, yes. Well, cars always get destroyed throughout the seasons. Yeah, it gets in a car crash. It blows up. It gets hit by a mute, by a uh, cybernetic guy in the middle of the road it's yeah yeah I think cars are not friendly to smallville that's just fact um i i, I want to know like like what kind of body shop they have there because because they're fixed within within a week their car insurance is up through the roof in smallville just because of lana lang yeah yeah, yeah and and also their 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 medical history you know yeah, yeah well they have the lana lang wing yeah, the lot of language. <laughs> There's no charge when you go into that wing of the hospital. <laughs> exactly. But the 100th episode was really good, going back to that for a minute. Um, and and we got rid of Jonathan Kent. And I'm just going to tell this story that happened recently is because my wife had never watched Smallville. She watched it on off and on, but I got her to watch it like full force. And we got to that episode, and she was just like – I don't know if I want to watch the show anymore because, you know, Jonathan Kent had been such a huge part of the show for her because she grew up with Dukes of Hazard, and she was right, so right. thrilled to see John Schneider on TV again, and now he's gone, and she's like, I don't know. But and, you, and you knew he was going to die, though, just from the movies. You know what I'm saying? So she wasn't she had to know it was coming. Like I was. Well, yeah, but she had to know it was coming, though. Well, she, she didn't, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um. But well, this I, episode just proved it does it does what Smallville does best, and I think it's definitely showcasing the emotions that this show brings out. Because yeah. the plots may always the plots may not always be super intricate. They may not be hidden, and you have to figure out things for yourself. But the emotions of the show definitely stand out, and there's yeah. always between the, the characters, the locations, and the and the plot lines of the characters. Like you just feel for these people. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I've always felt is the is the um is the strength of the show. It's not the best. It's no it's no lost. It's no supernatural. No, definitely not. Um, and but it it's got heart. And you. And oh yeah, and a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, I. And this I, this episode I definitely is a prime show episode for showing that. Yeah, I mean, I I felt heart just by anytime Tom Tom and John, you know. Jonathan and Clark are on screen together. I'm just like I feel the motion when on those two are talking and just 
all I need to hear is just I love you and it's like that would have just been like the ultimate scene you know and I'm talking in regards to the season 10 um, the, we're gonna get there Masuna just, 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 yeah. just clear jets <laughs> yeah. I, I know we're gonna get there but I'm just saying that um, when those two are on screen from what I've seen it always was emotional so. Oh yeah, always, always. One thing that stands out for me is Rogue. You know, when Clark is on one side of the window and uh, John, Jonathan's on the other side, and they do the little fist bump. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that was good times. But um, then we got Vengeance. Um, Vengeance was definitely a filler, but the overall tone to it, I think, because of the storyline, because of the storyline that. Martha got robbed, and it had to be with uh, Jonathan's clothes, and his watch was stolen. That definitely made it more like it was. It was easier to watch and love because of that. Yeah, yeah, like it, it definitely felt like a filler with you know the Angel of Vengeance and stuff. But the end of that episode always has me in tears. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it. Yeah, that's it. It was so great. I thought it was so great that they could come with a an ending to a second episode after the one that they kill a character off and still have you getting upset yeah. over it yeah and but, but then we, then we have you know a couple of fillers where you know clark and lana break up every episode and then they finally break up and then lex and lana are together which is weird um yeah did you feel that was forced because i thought it was pretty organic for the most no, part it was pretty organic it's just weird <laughs> i mean because how old is like lex like like when smallville starts like 25 or something yeah he's mid-20s yeah, late twenties, and he's like thirty, and Lana is fresh out of high school. I don't know. I would go early twenties, man. That was just the, that was the feeling I was getting. Was I would yeah, I would say twenty mid twenties, twenty five. Yeah. Yeah, but and then by the time you know he's the season five rolls around, he's got to be like thirty. Thirty. And Lana's like probably nineteen. Nineteen or twenty, yeah. Yeah, and on her birthday, I guess. I don't think it was forced. Doesn't he slap her at some point? That's be right before she. Uh, Season six. Quote unquote blows up. Okay. Um, yeah, and we'll get there too. Um, but yeah, I don't think it was forced. I don't think the Lex and Lana relationship was forced. I think it was organic. I just think by the time they, you know, started having sex and kissing, I just thought it was just kind of weird. <laughs> that's where we get to 90210 style in Smallville, I guess. Pretty much. And that, yeah, that's... well, the, the CW WB showcases itself through the show in some parts. Yeah. yeah. That being one of them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So and, were the fillers just like the supernatural fillers, where it was always when they come back after you know mid-season finale, whatever, you get some lame filler, but it's still good, but it's still a filler. Is that the exactly, same thing for Smallville? Like one thing I, I would I would definitely say yeah, they had they have fillers. They usually come back with a filler, but there are strong. There's usually a good two or three scenes that are super strong that have to do with what we saw before, but. Except in Tomb. Is a filler. Except in Tomb. Except, yeah. In Tomb, Tomb is my least favorite filler by far. I hate Tomb. It's just. I don't hate any episode, but yeah, I would we watch. Yeah, I think Tomb I and Hypnotic. I would probably watch the least, even though Hypnotic has some great scenes in Honduras. See, see, see. I can watch Hypnotic more easily than I can watch Tomb. But but but, but Tomb has the uh, Maura Sullivan thing too, so. Right. So that's I, I guess there's, I, you're right. There is something in everything, but Tomb is my least favorite film. I'm just saying. Yeah. And then we end with uh, then we end the season with Brainiac taking Lex and um, basically making him the vessel for Zod. Um, and Michael Rosenbaum plays Zod in the season the last moments of the season finale, and the season six premiere, which is entitled Zod, which is another yep, one yep. of my favorite season premieres. So and and that was cool. I really liked seeing Michael Rosenbaum play Zod. 
that was neat. I think yeah, I definitely think it, he he showed he showed a lot of range in his acting ability. Like there was definitely a difference between the way he played Zod and the way he played Lex because yeah, I would have thought it would have been a little easier to slip into merging the two characters, but he definitely had a difference. Yeah, I, I would have I would have liked what they did later in season nine where they actually brought in Zod, you know, a physical Zod that wasn't one of our main cast. But you know what right. they, they did was fine. You know, it was, it was good. It was good. Well, and I think it was. It, I think in the it's one of those things that happens in the long run. It actually pays a lot more homage to what they will eventually bring in. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, going back to the relationships for a second. Um, one thing you know we were blowing through season three and four. Um, and I think uh, you know Ty and I you know from Crossroads have talked at length about this. Is you know the two characters in Smallville's history that are underappreciated, uh, well, 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 three, um, are Whitney Fordman, mm-hmm. Adam Knight, and Jason Teague. And, it, and it's because, you know, because they're, they're dating Lana. A lot of people right. don't like them because they're dating Lana, and they, don't, and they think Lana should be with Clark, blah, 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 whatever. I actually, we, Ty and I both agree about this, is that, um, is that Jason and Adam and um, Whitney did did one thing right they took they took Klana away from a season yeah and 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 i actually i think the characters are really really good and uh, well actually adam got and got weak near the end but you know it was, well you it was, know well i guess masoonis would have a lot of interest in what they were trying to do with adam knight was they well, he they was like in season three uh, um and adam with adam knight is you know when they first introduced him they were gonna have have him be pseudo a batman thing. Nice. Well, I know that uh, you know. I listened to the product, the projection booth episode of Smallville with uh, you know with Tim and Jason. And one thing that you guys talked about is how Batman never officially there was Gotham City reference, but he never officially made it on the show. But there were other Justice League characters that did make it on the show. And I know Green Arrow was obviously one of them that I saw last yeah. night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Arrow makes his appearance in season four and see, not season four, season six. That they started it with Run, with with Bart, with, with right. The he was the first one. Tech, oh, kind of. He was the first one that was showcased as an individual episode. Yeah, um, and the the other one that they did was uh, was Aquaman. Yep, Aqua. Yep, and then yep. they did Cyborg in Cyborg, and um, then we had the Martian Manhunter in Static, in season six. And one thing, one thing that they really showcased in season six was the relationships. I feel like season six was relationship heavy. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, because we had all these different relationships. We had, we had the introduction of Jimmy Olsen, so Jimmy started going out with Chloe. Um, we had Lex and Lana. We had Lois and Oliver. Oliver Queen, Green Arrow. We had Martha and Lionel. Um, just so many relationships. That it, they... Isn't this the season where I know season four is the fans' least favorite, but isn't season six where people say, "If you want to start Smallville, start at season six? Or is season it... six is where the show drastically changed? Like you could say yeah. Smallville was tech was one show up until season five and kind of split and made itself a second verse version of itself in okay. season six through ten. Yeah, yeah, because because that's when they started introducing like the Justice League and this greater, you know, just, more Kryptonian. Yeah, overall, just the the tone of the show, the I think the sets, like you could definitely tell there was less budget for season six and on. There there was a lot less on location shooting. They had a lot more sets being built. They had, um there it was just it was more it was a different feel to it. 
to me, the world kind of got, unfortunately, got a little smaller because of that. Because I'm always anything they do on location. Like when I saw the finale last night, I was so stoked that they had a little church. They were on location. They had a. They were in a graveyard. Anything like that. Yeah. And they lost a lot of that in season six because of their budget. Yeah, and you know that's bound to happen when you're on when you're on that long. You're you're gonna do less on location shooting. It's something I'm starting to notice a lot with Supernatural too this year. Yes, well, they've done a lot less on that too. It's kind of like um, it kind of like uh, I honestly think Supernatural was gonna end in season five, and they oh, just and they said, well, now you're getting season six. Let's change the ending, and we'll have Cass live and Bobby live, even though technically they were probably gonna die. They were just gonna end it as you know. That Sam's gone, Bobby and Cass died, and you know Dean got to be with his family. That's how they're gonna end it. And then season six, I know me and Andrew, we've always been, uh, we always loved season six, but I think we both agree it took a different tone, and you can feel that compared yeah. to season one through five. And I think the season six in Smallville is kind of the same thing, where it's the same yeah. show, same characters, but it's got a different tone, a different feel. It's kind of like a reboot almost. That yeah, we, it, it definitely feels that way. It definitely feels that way because they had the bigger scope to the story with you know the introduction of the of the justice league even though they don't call it that um you know nobody's in high school anymore no one's going to school we got more of the daily planet um lois is starting to do more investigative reporting they're starting to hit on the on the clark and lois stuff more than the clark and lana a little bit more um yeah they, they played around with it at many times yeah in six and seven but you know and then we had we we started to get a lot more um, DC Comics characters and DC Comics kind of storylines and references than we did in the first four seasons of the show. You know, we, we in this season we got um, you know we got obviously the Martian Manhunter, we got Green Arrow, the Justice League, Chloe is Oracle. Um, kind of their in in combat, kind of their stab at Doomsday before they brought Doomsday on full time. Um, yeah, I see where. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and then in the in the season six finale, which I'll have to say, the season six finale was nuts. I remember watching I, it on television. I memorized like the last ten minutes of that show. I could recite it at like in par with the actors on screen. I watched it so many times. Yeah, it was nuts, and I, I remember just like it was so crazy because then you have the end fight with Clark and Bizarro, even though they. And that's the thing about, you know, with season six and seven is kind of they were towing the line a little bit, you know, between what Smallville was and what they were going to do in season eight. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that or if you felt that way. Yeah, no, definitely. And then, like I was saying about season six, season eight is even more so with the like you could tell the season eight. Well, we'll I'll leave it until we get there. But, yeah, yeah. definitely. We'll, there was we'll there. there was we'll a transitional there. feel in season six and seven. Yeah, it definitely was transitioning to the more Superman stories that we would get in seasons 8 through 10. But at the same time, you have to do that. You can't just stay in one spot. you got to move the story along, especially being at season 6. At this point, you're getting yeah. to where you're going to be canceled at any point if you don't start wrecking the – you know, I mean, you're, you've are you been on TV long enough. you got to move. you got to change some stuff up. you got to keep people interested. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so, yeah. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. And then we get, and then we get to, you know, season seven, and that's got the introduction of Bizarro, who Clark quote quote vanquishes in the premiere. So and it was yeah, very yeah. very nice to see. And Tom Welling did, did has shown such range over the over to this point where he played Bizarro and he played Clark, and they, he there were so many different versions of himself or versions of clone of 
different versions of clones of himself and yeah, he, yeah. each one is so it's and, amazing how many different variations he can do of the same character yeah because you got clark kent greg k clark black k clark slash kal-el um bizarro clark um clark luther um yeah it's crazy crazy stuff yeah, it really is and then they introduced supergirl in um in this season and i thought that laura vandervoort was perfect for this role I thought she looked. All like, right, who's on a typewriter? I, I, I was just I was just scrolling down for a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> <My computer. laughs> I got the episode guide in front of me. Okay. So, um, I thought Masunas was just getting bored with our Smallville ramblings, and he no, started tapping his desk. No, I was like, oh, man. Somebody, I, I sit perfectly still, man, so I don't get no reverb or feedback or anything. But you know, I'm cool, man. I'm just chilling. Right. So. Right, right, right. Okay, and and you know, then the, they actually had um. Helen Slater, who played Supergirl in the movie, to play Lara, Clark's biological mother. All right, and and I want to throw this out here. I have three versions of that movie. I have the $250 edition, which is the European director's cut. Um, I have the American director's cut, and I have the theatrical version of Supergirl. That movie is highly underrated. I think it's a very dark movie, and I love it. I love Supergirl, the movie, but most of all, the director's cut versions – are so good so i i really think that that movie is very underrated and not appreciated and i just want to give my props to that movie i love it so okay all right that well, was direct she, that movie was directed by Jeanneau's work right yes yeah yeah and he directed many episodes of smallville many and uh jimmy olsen does uh show up in that movie and there's a poster of uh superman on the uh you know, on the wall. Um, I think people's problem with the movie is there was a lot of – basically she's dealing with a witch. But that's kind of what made it so good is she could create demons and have stuff come alive to go after Supergirl. It was just kind of like – it was a whole new sense of evil. And I just – I thought it was an amazing movie. So have you guys seen the actual Supergirl movie? No. I have. I have. What did you think of it? I, I I thought you know it is an '80s movie, so it naturally it's going to be a little campy, but I liked Helen Slater in the role. I thought, and she did a very very good job. And I thought I thought it was fine. They showed the Phantom Zone, inside the Phantom Zone for yes. the for the first time, and yeah, because before in the movies the Phantom Zone was just that that had that spinning glass that Zod and his cronies were trapped in. Yeah. So Andrew, that, you got to check that out, man. It's an excellent film, man. Yeah, I'll definitely take up your recommendation on it. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. All the Superman films, I, yeah. I just love. I We're going to add Supergirl to our superhero after Superman. We're going to add that to the list. So yeah, we'll, have, we'll have a good review on that. So I would hope so. Um, and also, you know, you, you mentioned Jimmy Olsen being in the Supergirl movie. Jimmy Olsen, the movie's Jimmy Olsen, Mark McClure uh, guest starred in an episode. So that was cool. Yep, yeah, it pops up in uh, episode 10, Persona. That's probably... Next to I want to say Descent, it's probably one of my it's probably my second or third favorite of the season. Yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely up there. It, it definitely it definitely moved really fast. It, and like by the time it was over, I remember watching it. I'm like, wow, it's over already? Wow, crap. I think that's what happened with this whole season. Like, not that, and not because it was only 20 episodes, which I still think is fantastic considering they had a writer strike. Shows yeah. like Supernatural got cut down to 16 episodes, and Smallville came back with 20. They were only too short of a full season. 11 episodes. Yeah, and season three is my favorite season of Supernatural. I'm just throwing that out there. So. Okay. Yeah, me too, definitely. Yep. 
and yeah. I'm I'm alone on that a lot of the time too. So yeah, I love. Se- I would say season six this season is pretty much tie with number three, but hands down number three is still my favorite. I mean, it is amazing. So it's funny how a writer's strike actually helped the season. I think it it was just super fast pace and. You know, I'm not sure how that helped this season in Smallville, but I'm just throwing it, out. Well, you could definitely tell the writer's strike impacted the final the final, final five. You, yeah. you come back with the same. I would, say, I would say the final nine episodes of the season, I think. Yeah, yeah, other yeah. Than he, I want to say other than Hero, episode 13, and Sleeper, episode 17, other than those two, everything was nonstop. Yeah, it was just like nonstop since, for the finale. Since Persona, even even episodes like Fracture and Siren, which are 11 and 12 respectively, they uh, or 12 and 11, they um, even those which didn't have as much heavily uh, impacting uh, on the main overall arc, it still they still had a lot to say and contribute to the season as a whole with Lex's uh, basically with Lex for those two episodes. Oh, I love Fracture for her for the Lex stuff because isn't that the first episode we see Connor Stanhope in? Yeah. 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 yeah, I love that one. Yeah, love yeah, that one. definitely. It's very, very good times. Very, very good times. Um, but yeah, I love Traveler. Love Veritas. Can you imagine if Veritas was gonna be was gonna be the the season finale? I could not. I don't. It would have well, been so. We, it's just hard to think because we did get the extra five episodes. Yeah, and and the thing is, the one that they showed was not the one that they had planned. Right. I still want. I wish they would release the unreleased the unreleased version of that. Me too, sir. Me too. Well, I'm sure. Is, aren't you getting that on your uh, full blown? series dvd that's coming out in a couple months isn't that yeah i'm so excited i pre-ordered the complete series for i think it was 250 or something dollars on amazon so it'll be coming in october i don't i'm not sure what special features they have other than the dvds i already have so i don't know if they're coming out with the extended version of certain episodes that aren't on other seasons i i I would they're not gonna have stuff like that yeah. I wouldn't hold your breath, Andrew, considering it's Warner Brothers, and they're kind of right. No, I'm definitely not. I'm I'm not taking into assumption that they're going to come out with, especially something like like an unaired version of something. I don't believe they're going to come out with that. I still want the unaired version of the pilot, and they haven't done that. All right, so people don't think you're too crazy. Why are you buying the complete series after you've owned all the seasons on DVD already? I want to defend myself so people don't think I'm crazy, but there really is no explanation. I just want the whole thing. Got it. Well, you could say that the box is just so awesome that you want to buy it. Just it really is, though. If you've seen – I don't know if you've I seen did. it. I did. I did. And I, I, I do that for Knight Rider. Um, the, I have all four seasons on DVD, but when they did the complete series, the actual box had Kit's light on the front. So when you press it, his light <laughs> would go. And I'm like, I just want to buy that box. just so I, I just want to rebuy it so I have that box. I'm like, do I really want to shell out a couple hundred dollars for it? Yeah, I do because I'm a fan. So if you just if you just tell me you want it for the box, I can respect that and be like, that's cool. So that's definitely the reason I want it. I saw that box and it has two different book, basically two different mini binder book things, and it's seasons one through five. And Wait, we just talked about just how because, series you know, feels split. Yeah, and it has yeah. two different books for one and five, six through ten, and it, they put the Kryptonian symbols on the discs. Nice. Yeah, I'll admit it looks pretty cool, and I do want to check out that uh, ninety-minute series retrospective thing. Yeah, which they actually have. They added to YouTube. They added a few parts of that. Yeah, are you talking about the the the, the memories clips? Yeah, they had like. Well, uh, I think they had. Um, 
I saw on YouTube they added like Michael Rosenbaum and Tom Welling talking about the finale. Yeah. Oh, which about you could tell they're in the same getup as the advertisement for the 90-minute special so, feature. So, so they just added them talking about the finale itself. Uh, well, I think they talk about the whole series, but I know there's a couple minute clips on YouTube with them talking about s- things such oh, yeah. as the finale. I'm not, I never watched them because it's, I wanted to leave it for the DVD. Yeah, it's talking about Clovis and Lex returning. Is that the one you're talking about? I would assume so, but I never, like I guess I never saw it. I just know, I just knew they exist. Yeah, I saw those. But anyway, getting back to season seven, um, you know, yeah, there was a writer's strike, and Veritas season, episode 15 of season seven was yep. going to be the um, the season finale. But then they came back out of the writer's strike, and about not even a month later, they um, they they, they released the, the next episode, Descent, which is one of my favorite episodes. I'll say it. Like, one of my favorite episodes of the entire series, because it just – we've been waiting so long to see this Lex Luthor. Uh, you know, we've waited so long. All the tension between Lex and Lionel over the past seven years, and it just all boiled down to, you know – Lionel wouldn't tell Lex that who he knew if he knew who the traveler was, and he shot him out of a window and uh, pushed him out the window there. And um, yeah, it, yeah, was it just awesome. helps propel the the tragedy that is the Luther story. Yeah, it really does. It really does. And I've always loved the Luther story, and I was I was so happy when they brought it back this season yeah. um, for for season uh, ten. Well, um, I, I just want to say that Lex's dad was awesome in Gremlins too. So, it's all good. He, he he was awesome in Heroes too. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he had that short stint on Heroes. And, and, and see, I'm gonna talk about this for a second. Andrew, did Lionel's super long beard bother you? It threw me off because I didn't realize I I watched the the series finale trailer with the spelling out the Smallville letters. I didn't realize he had such a long beard, and it was really creepy. They definitely yeah. got that message across. Yeah, he, he was just like, he looked super creepy. It reminded it, me of when he, he was... He looked distressed, which goes to show that, I mean, we'll talk about it when we hit season 10, but it shows that he definitely went off the grid because of Tess and what she did to him. Yeah, yeah, because he, he didn't have time to... He didn't... Okay, I, I that makes sense. <laughs> he didn't have time to shave. <laughs> he, yeah. Well, none of these characters have time to do anything normal humans would actually do so shaving's definitely at top of the list yeah exactly exactly but but then we but then we close out this we got the 150th episode which is awesome uh, superman references galore loved it loved it apocalypse well, wasn't the um i think the i heard that the planet scene were just showing krypton with the red sun wasn't that ripped straight from the movie that was right from the movie yeah that's nice. what krypton looks like in the movie and then the explosion scene as well and they just added in the the ship, the ship. yeah well small... i mean superman the movie back i mean that was made in what 78 yeah and i'll tell you that movie still holds up to this day Still does. Now, Superman Returns obviously kills in regards to the flying scenes, uh, especially the airplane scene. I mean, most of the time you could tell it's a little, you know, blue screen. But overall, that movie still holds up well. You know, and the Red Krypton scene, that was crazy back then in 1978. So Yeah, it it was. It definitely was. Definitely was. But then we have the season finale, Arctic, which uh, was definitely a game changer finale. Not that it was like my favorite finale. I love Arctic. I can I can watch that finale anytime. I love it. I really really love it. Um, 
it just packs so much in. Talk about a finale that just kept going and going between you had Brainiac and then the whole Lex thing, and you never and it was just nonstop the entire. 45 43 minutes whatever it was yeah and and then you conclude with that that last scene for you know almost two and a half years um with with clark and lex in the fortress and it would i remember seeing that scene and not knowing how they were how the heck they were going to resolve this come season eight i was like no clue yeah this (laughs) is what this is another thing like when they because i knew obviously lex luther is in superman from what i know and they um that was one of the other things as far as Lex knowing his secret and then they actually went as far as killing him off or at least having him on extended leave until season eight when he does get killed off so I had no idea how they'd resolve that and if they'd have time yeah I, yeah, I was like well, what what the heck's going on here and not only was it it wasn't a game changer to like not only was it packed but it they lost so many cast members at the end of the season because. Kristen Kruk and Micah Rosenbaum collectively both announced that they would not be coming back for a season eight. Which is uh, huge. They've been on since the beginning, so it was a big yeah. deal. Yeah. It was a big deal. And um, and John Glover had John been, Glover. Um, he was contracted till season eight. So he, he was his his contract was still open, so he could have come back. Um, Which at, I think John Glover always was always an integral I like John Glover is an integral part of the show and I've always loved Lionel on the show. But I think there was only so far, especially without Lex on it, I think there was only so far they could go with him. And until this season, I think it was appropriate he was gone. Yeah, he, oh, I, I believe I, I agree. But you know, the, he could have come back at any at any time because he was contracted technically. Right. Um, but and and you know, also Kara was sent to the Phantom Zone, and it was announced that she would not be coming back to, for season right, eight. Right, Laura Van. Yeah, Laura Vandervoort was a big one because we all thought she would be back. But when um. But the end of the season is when uh, Al Al Goff and Miles Miller took off. Heroes of the show. They uh, they were the ones that brought Kara in, so the new showrunners didn't have a place for her, so they left her off the show. Yeah, and especially like going into season eight, Al and Miles said uh, going into season seven. I mean, Al and Miles said, "Yeah, we're gonna have Kara in season eight. Yeah, she's gonna be a big part of the show." And I'm like, yeah, okay, I remember. So. Yeah, I remember hearing that she wasn't coming back, and it was shocking because the, as far as we knew, she was. Yeah, I was like, okay. And um, there was, there was no reason she wouldn't be. Yeah, it, it, I mean, she, she was just written out plain and simple. So, yep, yep. So, so, so then we come into season eight, where basically the only people who have been here since the beginning are Tom Welling and Allison Mack, Clark and Chloe, respectively. And and I remember, you know, being in limbo all summer, not knowing how this was going to play out. Because I think, I, yeah, I definitely think from between season seven and eight, where was the was definitely one of the biggest cliffhangers in the fact that just story-wise we and car- like financially and everything we didn't know where it would go. Yeah, and, and I remember just being on the edge of my seat wanting to know how they were going to do this because then they were talking about introducing Doomsday into the show, um, casting Sam Witwer in the role who we all know uh, listeners will know from Being Human plays yes, the role yes. of Aiden now um, and in the Force Unleashed as uh, Star Speaking- Trek. Speaking of being human, since you brought it up really quick, when does that return for season we two? We do not know. I mean, it could be the fall, or it could they could do the standard sci-fi channel thing and bring it back in January. We don't know yet. Yeah, it's okay. definitely coming back for a season two. Uh, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's been renewed, I heard. Yeah. I remember, because I, I was thinking, I don't. I remember even thinking so far, as like, I don't know if I'm even going to like this show anymore. I, I, I was worried, 
because it was definitely it was definitely different and i think it i think this had from seasons five and six i think season seven to eight was definitely the biggest difference ever on the show yeah this is where it definitely turned into what we've known up until the actually up until the finale for me yeah and and i remember just like not knowing because lex was a huge part of the show for me as a viewer because i loved the lex and clark dynamic and now that that was going to be gone I didn't. I didn't know how the how the show was going to continue and what new dynamics they'd have. And did but, it take you? Did it take you a while to kind of see Tess Mercer as kind of, um, kind of not a replacement, um, but another character? Um, well, um, here's let, let's just talk about the premiere Odyssey when 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 the premiere happened. Well, and the Comic Con panel kind of eased my fears a little bit because we were going to do more Superman stuff. They they were saying so that right. kind of eased my fears a little bit. But still, Lex was gone. Um, and but then, as soon as Cassidy Freeman gets on scene, I'm like, okay, I I like this. I really really like this character. Um, it's really she's really really good, and I really really liked her. And um, but then we got to Plastique, and I was like, and wasn't I, I don't know. I wouldn't say I didn't Plastique like. Plastique was weak. What's that? Plastique was definitely a weak episode. Yeah, it was definitely a weak episode. I'm like, I don't know about this. Um, like I like it's a little shaky for me. Toxic was was definitely um definitely better because they kind of Toxic inter- was better. Toxic was a weird one. I enjoyed it a lot. I be, yeah. I really liked the Oliver yeah. backstory because and, I think after having him since season six, we deserve to know a little bit more about his past. But a lot of people, I th- I remember critically, Toxic wasn't really cared well, about. I, I, I had no problems with it. I liked it. I liked it. Um, I I still do. Um, and Instinct was better. It was about identity, where I was just like, okay, now I kind of, I kind of get where it's going. I think I think identity- season eight has some of the, mo- even though it's not my, it's not my favorite overall, but I think season eight definitely has the strongest uh, episodes, like just overall in a season. Yeah, yeah, and it like, was thinking about think- each one. Like I legitimately like I, I'm absolutely in love with almost all of these. Like there's like. There's only there's only a few episodes I'll point out and I'll say I'll skip that on a re on like a random rewatch. Right, right, right. right. Kind of like uh, season six of Supernatural, Tim will skip the first half except Weekend at Bobby's, <laughs> uh, and then the second half, then he's like, oh yeah, every episode rocks. So I guess it's kind of the same thing, right? It's pretty much the same thing, just on a lesser scale because I think there's maybe two episodes I'd skip, which would be Plastique and maybe, and I say this very loosely because I still really enjoy Power. Yeah, that's that. That would be mine too. <laughs> and I'm on a like I am pretty much on an island all by myself about Power, but we need to talk about the others before we get there. Yeah, and I I think Identity, Bloodline, Abyss, Bride, and Legion. Were just such a solid, uh, one, two, three, four, five punch of episodes. Like they just really, really flowed together really well. Well, I really like the cliffhanger between Bride and Legion episodes ten, eleven because they were all about Chloe, and yeah, we yeah. had Abyss. Episode eight even uh, started off the whole Chloe storyline with her having new abilities. Like I mean. It was early in the season, but Abyss really kicked in when she started to like lose her memories, and we were really th- feeling for. Her. Yeah, exactly, and um, yeah, and you know, Bride is when Lana came back, and you know, and here's the thing. Okay, I'm gonna the the Lana return in season eight, um, her final arc, um, ha, is a, is a very controversial subject among fans, and 
I think in Bride and Legion, Lana is fine. Yeah, I agree. And, 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 and for, for the most of Bulletproof, she's fine. She was, yeah, she was, she, Bulletproof, I, she was absent for a lot of it in Clark's story, and she popped up and she was helping Tess, which I really liked, because we got a lot of Tess in that. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and I liked that, you know, with, with Tess, you know, saying, I loved you, you son of a bee. Um, loved that yeah, part. Yeah, that, that was, that's probably one of my favorite, tr- up to this day, it's probably one of my favorite things on a trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, but Power... Power seemed to cheapen the um, – because I really like the way the character went out in Arctic. I really do. Yeah, I did too. That was my – that's my only qualm with Power – with her – just her comeback in general was as much as I love, love, love Requiem episode 14, I think Power and just the way she come, came back and left, I think they could have done without it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's the big thing. I think they could have – if there was something more integral – to her returning, it would have been better. But basically, if you took out Lana from these episodes, we could have done without her, and that's the problem with it. Yeah, that's that's my thing too. Is um yeah, is just the and the whole Lana with powers thing. It'd been done in season seven on a one shot episode, and I really don't, I really don't think we needed it. No, definitely not. And and there are some continuity flubs with power that I have issue with, with Project Ares and Doctor Grohl and stuff like that. But yeah. You know. Yeah, that's that's basically my thing. But then when we come back for Infamous and Davis and Lois are both back, everything's good again. Yeah, Infamous was Infamous is so weird because it returns um, Tori Spelling, and she's she's not one of the strongest characters on uh, that's ever been on the show. She appeared in episode ten of season six. She's Hydro. never been strong on any show. What are you talking about? <laughs> she, I, well, I've never seen anything else she's been on. Uh, well, just well, just watch her on YouTube on 90210 and you'll gag a little while. So, so yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. I can safely say, sir, that if you watch Infamous, you're at the end of the episode. You'll be happy because the way she goes out is definitely like it's a fun way to watch her go. Hey, that's a great video game. So you know it's all good. So <laughs> Infamous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of my one of my all time favorite games. So yes, it's a good game. It's a good game. Yes. But but and and then we have you know then we have Hex the 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 return of um, Zatanna. Uh, Zatanna. No, not the return of Zatanna. The debut of Zatanna. And I that's her this. premiere. Yeah, I like this episode. It was really good. And also it was a that it was it was a fun episode. It had yes. there was little to do with the story overall story, but it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Well, it was a big benchmark for Chloe with it was her first appearance as Watchtower. So yeah. what about Doomsday? Doesn't he ever? Does well, he, like a big yeah, well, he's, he's kind of behind the scenes a little bit um, for, for most of it. He's less behind the scenes. He's more he's more in in the forefront than Darkseid was this season. And I don't you, you obviously you saw Lazarus and you saw uh, the finale. Yeah. And Darkseid was more like in the background, but those episodes did showcase him a little bit more. But yeah. they um but Doomsday he actually was seen physically more on screen. Yeah, he looked, looked awesome. Was. Yeah, he looked awesome, especially on the on a budget of the CW. He looked ridiculously good. I gotta mention that. So. Yeah, Doomsday was great. Um, the the Doomsday finale, on the other hand, I will I will say um I love Smallville finales, and I still think it's my least favorite. Okay, and we can't. This is where I differ from you because i love doomsday i think it's my second favorite after arctic oh no well okay. it's uh, it's so hard to list them but Ves- do arctic and uh, vessel and doomsday 
Uh, mine will probably be Arctic Commencement, Salvation, and Finale. Okay. okay. No, no, not necessarily. Well, I, well, I haven't put Finale in, but I. Well, before we get to Doomsday, we have Eternal, which is a. It goes back and kind of rewrites history. Redcon. And then um. Which is, yeah, it's a retcon. And then we get Stiletto is a filler. And Beast is probably, I want to say Beast is my favorite of the series. But it's definitely, if not, it's definitely up there. Yeah, Beast is my favorite of the season. I love Beast. Beast Beast, is great. Beast is definitely my favorite of the season. But, and it could, it's one of my, it's easily top five. And I don't know where it stands because I need like a physical list of top three of, of all the top episodes. But it's, it's an excellent, like, just the direction of it. I love the darkness of this episode. The fact the, that we get more... The, the uh, image of Clark um, in pieces at the beginning of the episode is creepy. I was... I I remember my jaw dropping, and I, re, I don't rewind during Smallville. I usually just run through it, and I skip commercials. I usually watch after, and I'll run through it. I remember rewinding it and pausing on the Clark torn in half. Yeah, it was... It was because that's not something you do on an 8 o'clock time slot. No, no, not unless you're Supernatural or Fringe. Um, actually, right. and, and Supernatural is on nine o'clock, and I think Su- Fringe goes up against Supernatural, right? Nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah and uh, let's not forget, guys, that Bones is on at seven o'clock. And a couple of weeks ago, a woman's head was blown off of her body, and they showed it. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I. Well, it was yeah, amazing. Okay, yeah, it's eight o'clock here. Yeah, it but, was. Yeah, it's still o'clock. like yeah, it's still yeah. the early time slot. Exactly. So nowadays, I mean, think about it. Supernatural is the one that you're now allowed to say douchebag. You're now allowed to say, part of my French dig. Supernatural has basically broken the rule of what you can and can't do on TV. So it doesn't really surprise you that that really happened in Smallville. Um, Smallville has always been a little bit more clean with their stuff. It's a little bit more lighthearted than Supernatural. Well, Smallville knows they tender to a... A younger, I think they have a younger. They had a younger audience, at least the ones that they grew up with. They're getting, they're older now. Yeah. Yeah, which is why they did a lot more mature stuff in nine and ten. Right, which I think is a strong suit of the series. It grew up with the cut with the viewers. Like there was, there's very little in the later seasons that you could say, "Wow, that was super childish." I don't, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but then we have we we have Doomsday, and it, like I said, it's my least favorite finale. I just. Um, I thought I enjoyed it because I, just, I didn't expect a five-hour fight between Doomsday and Clark, and I really enjoyed what we got. Yeah, and it's not just the fight; it's just um, Sam Witwer has gone on record in saying that he didn't like the way Davis went out. I did see. I did because I thought it was a. I I really wanted redemption for Jimmy, and I thought that was the ultimate way to get it. Okay. All right. All right. I, I can respect that, but I didn't. Out of all the finales we've gotten, I just think Doomsday was the least favorite. It just didn't seem to flow well with the previous episodes as well as the other ones did in my no, opinion. No, I'll definitely say in if I didn't enjoy it so it's it's a weird thing. Like I'm trying to think of how to word it. If I didn't enjoy it so much, it wouldn't be like as enjoyed, but uh, that's obvious. I'm saying like, yeah, it is definitely different from all the other episodes. But right. to me, it just strikes a chord with me. It's just... It, and it's and it shows an the fans they were, they were in limbo for a while, too, because they didn't know if they were going to come back or not. Right. Yeah, I remember that. They were trying to figure out if they were going to wrap it up. Yeah, Season 8 was one of the seasons where it was very, very unknown until the very end. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we get to season nine, which is kind of like, kind of like a, a, they changed showrunners again. They lost two showrunners because two of the other showrunners went to do Melrose Place, and yeah, Todd Slavkin so- and Derek uh, Darren Swimmer. Yeah, and that worked out so well. <laughs> yeah, they. I bet they wish they should have stayed. <laughs> yeah, that show got canceled. Then they moved to No Ordinary Family, and then that got canceled. Uh, I, I was kind of disappointed with that. That was one of my fatalities in last week's bloodbath. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Um, we got Savior, um, the season nine premiere. Um, that was great. I love Savior. It, just, it was almost a new Smallville because they were like doing this like kind of time travel lost kind of thing that, that, that it felt like at the beginning of the season. Yeah, it definitely had a lot of points where you didn't – you had to like figure out where you were all of a sudden because a lot of yeah. things changed. All behind yeah. – in uh, off-screenville, a lot of things changed. Yeah, it was it was it was it was crazy. I remember like seeing that premiere, like, whoa, this is this is not the Smallville I remember. <laughs> um, at the beginning of the season, anyway. Um, yeah. But then we had the introduction of Callum Blue as Zod. Now, this is a point of contention for me and you. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm not a huge fan. I'm 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 gonna be nice. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of um of Callum Blue's portrayal as Zod. What do you think? I enjoyed it a lot. I, he's one of my favorite characters to hit the Smallville screen. Okay. And I was super excited when he came back in season 10 to wrap up what he did. I just, I thought he had this, like, he wasn't physical, like, definitely in season 9 he wasn't physically overwhelming. He, um, he, he's just, he didn't uh, have powers. Right, he didn't have powers. He's not the biggest guy muscular, like, muscle-wise. But I think just the way he had this gravitas on with his voice and the way he talked and... His demeanor, like he just brought this like like stature to the to the role that I think needed that was needed. Right, right. And, and like I said earlier, I th- I was excited to see the bringing the actual full adaptation of Zod after we got season fives or season sixes, uh, season five and sixes Zod as played by Michael Rosenbaum. Right, right. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I figure like I feel like that they just didn't know what to do with the character. Like like they like oh, let's bring in Zod. It'll be like a great Kryptonian friend for Clark. And I just feel like they never know what to do because the first half of the season he was behind the scenes, uh, kind of like what they did with Darkseid this year. Um, yeah. And also and I liked that. That was that was kind of jarring to me because you know usually when they bring in a character like this, they introduce him and have him interact with Clark within the first two or three episodes. Right, I love that he didn't get seen. That Clark and him didn't officially meet until the end of episode nine, Pandora. Yeah, I, I really liked that. But then you know when he, uh, but then in with from disciple to conspiracy, he was just like, why don't you trust your own people, Clark? Why don't you trust your own people? Why won't you let us have your powers? Blah 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 blah. And it just seemed like I was like, he was like a male Lana almost <laughs> in that regard. Um, and I. <laughs> I didn't like it. It was just annoying to me. And then when he got powers, he just turned into a punk. And See, I, didn't... I think some an episode like episode 13, like or episode 14, Persuasion, I'm thinking of in terms of episode justice as one, which I shouldn't be. But right. Persuasion, like that showed me how much how awesome Zod was because he Clark yeah. goes up to him with his pat with his newfound power of persuasion because of the gemstone kryptonite or whatever they call it, and Zod uses his own Clark's power against him. To me, yeah, and I will give you that. I'll give you that. I did like that. I did like it that. It shows like Zod 
Zod may be a whiner and he may vocally complain, but he also has this this smart smartness about him and he has this like cunningness about him where he yeah. can manipulate people and that's what makes him more powerful even without his actual power. And, you know, those complaints aside, I think that's what, what the, the direction of the character was is because, you know, Callum Blue Zod in season nine was manic. He was just, you know, frustrated. He was impetuous. He was he was brash and and but he still had that cunning that he knew how to use. He just was was sure how unsure how to place it in between all this manicness and brashness that he had. Well, did you like we skipped over episode seven Candor. Did you enjoy his portrayal of mm-hmm. Oh, did, I love Zod in on Krypton? I love Candor. Candor is because that was a totally different Zod than we've known on the show in present day. Yeah, yeah, it, it, I, I liked that. I, I liked that. It was I loved Can- Callum Blue and Candor. I loved him in that episode, and um, and also um, near the end of the season, we, um, we we got the return of of, of Martha Kent, um, who'd left the show in, in season six. Yeah, and, yeah. and and this was a big deal for 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 the show because she hadn't been around for for a couple of years and we were kind of I, I don't I wasn't expecting it you know her to come back. I didn't expect her to come back. Yeah, it, it was it was awesome when, when it was announced that she and Perry White were going to return for an episode and and I love Hostage. It's another one of my favorite episodes of the season. Yeah, I can't the believe Jimmy. It's yeah, it's it's one of it's probably my favorite lead up next to oracle which is 21 in season five i definitely agree i definitely agree yeah uh, I, I can't believe jimmy olsen dies though that's kind of threw me for a loop when i heard that yeah the, uh, that was in season eight where were you uh i thought you said it was season nine man no it's season jimmy died in season eight <laughs> no man you told me season nine oh, i did Davis not bloom sam whitworth's character ends up stabbing jimmy in the heart with a pipe just as jimmy and chloe reconcile and then I, that's how would, Sam Whitworth gets taken off the show because like Jimmy ends up in his dying moments. He takes out Davis and he and he basically impales him. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And then we have the season finale, Salvation, which was wonderful. I love that. Salvation is the fight that we all wanted to see and we finally got. Which yeah, Clark versus Zod. Oh, yeah. Okay. Isn't that where the Superman suit is introduced, so to speak, in the end of this episode? Uh, beginning of this episode, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, they have this actually cool little flashback with uh, with, with Lois and uh, everybody. Well, actually, just Lois. Um, you're basically showing the the future, and it's 2013. Um, and they're actually saving this um, this flashback for season 10, which yeah. would have made sense if it would if it would have been in the premiere, because you know that's where we end the series on. So right. that would actually would have been kind of cool if they did it in season 10. But I like that they did it in season nine because it got me excited about something. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was it was good times, and you know we we got we got the fight that we wanted. It almost felt like it, it was leading up to this final season. You know. Oh yeah. Finale did because it felt like we're not only with the flashback but with the introduction of Martha made the suit, which is a classic Superman mythos um, yarn. Okay. Uh, no pun intended. Martha has always made the suit. For, for for Superman, all right. In Lois and Clark, um, someone says to Superman, "I like your suit," and Superman says, "Thanks, my mom made it for me." Yeah, that's lame. I don't like that. I like the fact that it's in because it's an alien costume. It's there's but no the way his mom. Smallville, it's not. It's not in Smallville. Martha made it for him. Small, yeah. 
we can, you can always speculate that she made it out of the cloth that was with Clark in his ship, but you don't yeah. know that for sure because the suit just appears. All right. Well, well I'm gonna I'm gonna th- all right. I'm gonna throw this out here. Okay. I since you guys know I love Batman, I had a huge issue with the Batman Begins logo, and then about two months later, I completely fell in love with it. It is now my all-time favorite Batman logo. Same thing <laughs> with the Superman Returns logo. I had issues with it, and now I flip and love it, and I love the fact that the Superman Returns suit is the one that was used in Smallville. I just think yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, so, I, I really, I really think that was that was a wonderful move, and. Um, I would have, I would have liked in the Superman Returns suit. I think the S needed to be a little bigger. No, I, because here's the thing. I I like it being Brian, smaller. Yeah, I like. This is what Brian Singer said. Because I watched, I spent four hours watching all that crap. He purposed because, <laughs> uh, as we all know, when um the when the box, what is it? We're gonna be getting the unseen beginning of Superman Returns, where he goes back to Krypton, and he yeah. doesn't have a suit. It's gray. Well, because he lost his original suit, he had to come back in a new alien type suit, and that was the new suit that was created for him. It was to be more alien-like, which is why the S had changed. And I don't know. It just the way it looks. It does look more alien-like, and it's just it's like an I don't well, know. It's here's awesome. The thing, here's the thing, dude. Here's the thing, dude. I'm like you. I didn't like it at first. First, but I've kind of warmed up to it. I, I like that we have that um that we have it there, and that it's you know and that it's that that's the definitive Superman suit for Smallville, and you know I even have it on on my iPhone. That's yeah, the, uh, and that's it's also out. your Skype user ID, and it's Ty's uh, picture on Facebook right now, which I did ask him if I can borrow that for the uh, podcast artwork that will be coming to you on iTunes. So hopefully he'll say yes and I can uh-huh. do that for you guys. But yeah, yeah. I, I flip and love that S. And I know a lot of people don't like it. I believe Jason is one that does not like that S. But, you know, to each their own. I, I love the Batman Begins new well, logo. Jason also, and, also thought the Impala should have blown up in Season 5. <laughs> yeah, I bet you guys like that new video where he blows up the car at the end, huh? Did you see that on Facebook the other day? That's yeah, funny. um but then we get to season 10 um and at and at the um and at the end of season nine uh, clark is stabbed with a blue kryptonite dagger and vanquishes zod okay Uh, thank you now i know what happened in the beginning because all right i love that outfit that black outfit is flipping awesome i think it was pretty cool it was pretty cool um his black yeah his black trench coat outfit was definitely so like it was dark and it was different and I enjoyed it in the beginning, but once I heard that they were planning on in season ten giving him something else, I was I was excited of about getting like colors and changing. Yeah, but and I really love his his outfit in in season ten that he wears. Oh yeah, I'm I definitely the only gripe I have with and we're on season ten, so I can mention it now. Yeah, we're in but season. The, yeah, the only gripe with the outfit is he doesn't do much saving in the out in that outfit. A lot of it's either him, like in Booster, he's on the side, he's watching, and he'll change for like, it looks like he basically changed for no reason. Right. That's okay. the only gripe I have with the outfit in this season. Yeah, and, and, well, he did that save in Ambush. No, he, he definitely had a lot, he had a few scenes, a few cool scenes where we get to see him in action with it, but a lot, but we got a lot more with the dark black outfit in season nine. That's true, that's true. Maybe Which I think he had a lot more physical saves in season nine than he does in season ten. A lot of season ten is him standing on the side, either like in I can like first comes to hand Patriot episode nine of season ten. Like he he comes in there and he doesn't do much physically. He kind of stands there. He talks to Slade, 
And then they, well, the place he's ready to take Slade on. He's ready away. to take Slade on, but then, but, 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 but then Slade but he busts out the kryptonite bars. Right. No, I understand why. I'm just saying that it, it happens. He doesn't do right. much. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. But yeah, we got the season ten premiere, and because the um because Hostage um was had such um fan like fanfare fan fanfare um they they decided for the final season that they just wanted to bring as many old cast members as they could. Oh, Which and is I what you it do. was so great. Yeah, I mean, it had no you, explanation you know. either with with Jonathan. I don't care. <laughs> it, like, all right, originally. I don't remember if I ever like cued you in on my theory, but my theory was the same. I, it was basically confirmed when I listened to Starkville's House of L. Um, like I always thought it was John. I thought it was Jarrell giving, basically sending an apparition of Jonathan to Clark to kind of be the good cop to Jarrell's bad cop because he basically repeats whatever Jarrell said just in a nicer tone. Right, 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 right. And then if if you look at the end of that scene in the at the farm, there's the way the wood is stacked, it looks like the fortress. Like, there's so many clues that could have meant it was Jarrell sending Jonathan, but in the finale, we find out that's not true. Yeah, I mean, my perspective was when I watched it, um, it this was a scene that I was telling you is that all you needed was an I love you from each oh, yeah. one. It would have been perfect, but I just knew that, I mean, this is su- this is Superman, and he can see dead people, and I don't have a problem with that. I mean, no, it- I. When I found when we got the when we got the non-explanation in finale, I yeah, I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah, yeah. I, and I mean, it, with all the crap that happens in this show, oh yeah, re- you yeah, know, if that's a gripe that I'm gonna have. Like, I really got to seri- I seriously have to reconsider like what, what you my just watched for the past nine years. You know, all the stuff that it's that, like. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, what that, I'm saying. like like between between meteor freaks, cryptic symbols, <laughs> um, people turning into wolves, um. Witches, vam- uh, kryptonite vampires, zombies. Oh my god, yay, Thirst. You made a reference to Thirst. I love that episode. I did, I did. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I didn't have an issue with it. I didn't have an issue with it. I really, I seriously don't. Everyone hates it. I really don't. I, like, I don't, I won't go seek to watch it, but it's a fun episode for me. If, if, it, if I'm in it on my rewatch, I'll watch it, because they have it's that, all, they it's have Chloe. that, it's Chloe they have that joke. They have that joke with James Marsters where um where Clark says he she was bitten by a vampire and James right. Marsters, there's Love no it. such thing as vampires Clark that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that, it kind of reminds me of the supernatural episode we got where they play themselves which is the greatest episode of the season uh, you know well one of them anyways I flip and love that episode it was just I love that episode of Supernatural it just brings up the the fact for me that the show is so much different than it used to be but that's for another podcast yeah. So. That that's next week's topic. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we and then we have and then we, we've had Lazarus obviously talking about the premiere. So many callbacks to to, to the um the past ten years, and you so can definitely feel mostly. I mean, I, I saw so much of the pilot in that episode. I was like, dude, I'm like watching the pilot all over again. Especially you just got to see the scene where you get hit by you know the car going over the bridge. I'm like, I just saw that. You know, it it, it called back so much to the pilot. It was crazy. Oh yeah. yeah, well we have Lois who's stringed up in the field, in the same field, in the same spot where Clark was in the pilot. Exactly. Yeah, that, that, they um, which, which season uh, ten, right off the bat in episode one, in Lazarus, like they have on location shooting again, which I loved, and they continue it through the season, which I was so happy about. 
Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that, and I was like, Andrew's going to like this. Yeah, like, you sent me a picture of, I don't remember if it had Clark and Lex, yeah, it had Clark and Lex, or the, the Lex clone underneath the tree at night with the shot, with the moon shining through the leaves, and I was in love with the picture. Yeah, well, you, you were mad at me at first. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't want to be spoiled. Right, <laughs> and right. We know how, we've known we all know how, how Tim spoils feel about yeah. your, your non-spoiling spoiling. Yeah, exactly. Well, well here... No, no, I'll get to this. <laughs> this, is, this is another this time is for, also another, for podcast. another podcast. Um, but hey, I do love the uh, the crazy play. I'll explain it. <laughs> yeah, the, the crazy Lex Luthor clone. Um, you know, kind of crazy, but I I did dig him. Um, but I love how Superman or Clark was able to save um two things at once because he said even you're not fast enough to save both, and he did. Movie shout out. Yeah, movie shout out exactly. <laughs> Because he pulled it off in the first one. Well, no, actually he didn't. Lois died. So yeah. Well, I want to commend. I definitely want to commend the actor that played the Lex clone. I don't remember what his name is, but he was the scientist in episode 15 of season five, Cyborg. Yeah, he was also in uh, what episode? He was in What Is and What Should Never Be for Supernatural. He was the Jin. The Jin, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. crazy. Yeah, Good well, it's up. Vancouver. It's Vancouver. They, they they have a lot of the same actors. Yeah, yeah we bar- we haven't touched upon the recycled actors basically between the show itself oh, and other shows like Supernatural, but there are it's plentiful. Yeah, yeah it's, but, it, well, in ten years in the same same area, you're it's bound to happen. Well, I'll tell you. Yeah, what I, think. I think it happens again, but um, well, we know that the guy who plays Chris Gauthier from he's he ends up in episode twenty one of uh, or episode twenty prophecy of this season. He's from Supernatural. He played the man. What was it? The Manbot, or I forget Android. what it's called. The Mandroid. Yeah. Mandroid, and yeah, in Supernatural, and he played a Luther Corp employee in earlier in Smallville. Yeah, yeah. We won't. We won't get there because it's it's just Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Knight Rider did the same thing in season one. Uh, one girl that was bad in the in the very first episode came back in the premiere of season two, playing a completely different character. And you're just like, dude. I mean, it's just they recycled so many actors in that show that it's kind of funny that Smallville did the same thing. It's like it still I mean, happens. It, 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 it's just it's just neither here nor there because you know it, it's just logistics. Like, like they don't care. Like you're good for this part. Okay, that's fine. No, and. and- my point to begin with was this guy definitely pulled it off, pulled off playing the Lex clone like he. Had oh yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And then we but, have but, the um, and then we have the two hundredth episode, which is brilliant. I love the two hundredth episode. All right. It's, so in, I don't know if it's fair to ask you to compare the two, but between Homecoming and Reckoning, it, it really isn't it? fair to compare the two. I don't think because they're two different animals and two because you know um, her, her Reckoning. Was it was the hundredth episode, but it, it it wasn't like in the same vein because Homecoming was in the final season. They knew it was the last season, so they they could kind of have like between finale and Homecoming, they could have like a three part finale almost because yeah, Homecoming, which was great, yeah, yeah, because Homecoming paid homage to those to those meteor freaks and Homecoming to me, um, because I'm not a fan of of fillers in general. Um, Homecoming to me kind of put those meteor freaks in perspective for the entire show. Oh, so that I, I love the begin the beginning of Homecoming is great when the when the so I forget what she is. She's like the counselor for the school and she's going nuts and she wants to take revenge on Clark. And then basically Brainiac comes in and says, "Yeah, six, season 6 through se- season 6 through 10 are all different. I'm taking care of it right now. So step aside." 
Yeah, I was like, like, like we don't do that anymore on, on this show. <laughs> right, you've missed the. It, it was excellent. It was like them, yeah, them knocking on themselves from their old seasons. Yeah, it was, it was really good. It was really good. Um, and then we got a, a a slew of episodes that that were really enjoyable. Um, from Harvest was one. Harvest is one of my favorites of the sea of the season. I love Harvest just just if not just for Connor Stanhope and Cassidy Freeman. Yeah, well, the Lex storyline was like great. A, it was excellent. Yeah, it was awesome. It was great. Um, and, you know, and there's also Ambush, Abandoned, Patriot. Luther is, is one of my favorites. I love Luther. Yeah, well, they've never done something like this with an alternate reality, which is basically filmed in black and white. <laughs> I know. I love that. That was great because it was a darker universe. Um, the, the Luthers ruled everything. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and you can tell um, that, that John Glover is thrilled to be back. Oh, yeah. He played his part up, like... Like it was no one's business. He was it was excellent. He played, he he filled up the role like he was on it like last last week. It was crazy. It, it was it was awesome. Like and and the moment where he breaks the fourth wall at the end of the episode. Yeah, cool. and I heard that was his idea to do that. Yeah, and what that's great. It's great. John Glover is just amazing. Um, and then and then Chloe returns after a hiatus shortly thereafter. Um. Um, you know, this is all very fresh in our memories because it just happened this past year. Yeah. Well, uh, the only thing that I have a qualm with about what well, we go through Luther and then Icarus's episode 11. The only thing, like Icarus, was an excellent episode to me. That was the mid-season finale episode. Yeah. Fine. The only thing that I had a well, there were two things actually. The one thing was there was a death in the episode, and that was Hawkman Carter Hall. But yeah. it didn't really feel like it was anything like super hyped up or it wasn't important enough because we knew he would eventually come back be, be alive again because that's the they, point of his they, character they, they, set up death. They, they set up to death and the, the, yeah there was no there was no grand death that would it did it, it basically it's like in supernatural in the last year's finale it just didn't it you know it's not going to stick so it had no yeah yeah. 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 I mean, it, then, it wasn't it wasn't a Jonathan Kent or a Lionel Luther kind of death, so it really didn't. Right. Which I didn't I didn't expect it to be, but at the same right. time, I kind of wanted something bigger. Right. 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 And but then um, the second thing I was going to say was the pyram the pyramid looking item that pops up at the very end of the episode, which leads into the cliffhanger, which is the cliffhanger, and it knocks them out. And then in Collateral episode 12, we find out it was the Suicide Squad. They sent this weird technology. It just came out of nowhere and basically had no resolution. It was very awkward. Uh, that's uh, that's what I feel too. I thought the cliffhanger for Icarus was actually kind of weak. It was oh, com- especially compared to if not because of how it ended, especially compared to past mid-season finales. It was. But. See, I see. I didn't like how the Suicide Squad kind of storyline kind of panned out. I enjoyed it because I knew it was kind of what we were going to get for Darkseid because I knew Darkseid, you could tell. just the I, way I'm not act. talking about the VRA. I'm not talking about the VRA. I'm talking about the Suicide Squad. This, I, okay. I don't like the way, you know, you know they like, oh, yeah, Chloe says, oh, they're working for me now. Yeah, it was it was a weird transition for them. Like they were good guys and then they were they were bad guys who turned into – bad guys fighting for the good reasons and then they were kind of good it was it was weird yeah it was it was they flipped um, flopped too much to actually have a solid stance in the in the mythos yeah and then we and then we had beacon which featured featured martha young lex alexander slash connor kent um um lionel and it was just a tight episode i love beacon yeah that was really great and i just 
I was super excited when they got when they brought back um uh can't forget, uh, remember his name, but the kid who played Lex uh, young Lex back in season six's uh reunion episode four or yeah episode five reunion like i I really loved how each time they had a new Lex clone that like every time they had his his clone grow up, it was a new version of the old Lex. And the thing is, here's the thing, is I was expecting, you know, basically him to grow. And, you know, like, by the time I watched Beacon, I'd found out that Michael Rosenbaum was going to be returning for the finale. Oh, wow. So so when I, thought, when I watched that, I was like, okay, he's going to grow up into into in, into Rosenbaum. Like, yeah, they pulled, they pulled the fast one on us, on us there. Yeah, they did, and they made him Connor Kent, which was a, in Scion, which was a very, very nice twist. And, um... And, and then we I have enjoyed it. I, I definitely enjoyed that because it brought a B storyline. That was a good storyline to add because it was just so different. And it gave Clark this fatherly role, which I said earlier the just, <laughs> it brings out this fatherly side and the, the emotion comes through in this episode, the heart. Yeah. It, in Scion, I'm talking about episode 16. It, it definitely does. And, and then with Kent, um, I kind of want to bust your chops on this one because, um, with Kent, they, they, um, they mentioned gold kryptonite, and I yeah. and I called it that they were gonna bring it back, and you were like, "No, they're not gonna do it." Not I thought it it was it seemed like such an end all be all kind of item that they I didn't think they would. Yeah, well, here's the thing, dude. Is um is because I remember your your blog where you were like about about season nine how they set up stuff, and um and and I was think I had that in mind when I, when they brought up gold K. If they mentioned it once. Um, like, like, like the, like the mention in Luther where, you know, he mentions that Lex gave him the, the gold K scar. Yeah. And that I, that was right, just, there, there's no take backs when it comes to gold K. Yeah. 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 That, um, that I thought was throwaway and I didn't think gold K would come back at the, at, in last night's episode like it did. Yeah. But they mentioned it twice in the episode. I was like, they're going to bring it back. And then come prophecy time, they brought it back. Yeah, it was a good call. It was, it was it was good. It was good times. Well, I didn't know anything about the gold kryptonite, but I love how they uh, just threw a quick line in there in the finale for those people who may have been like me and just kind of randomly watched it. They'd be like, "Well, what's the big deal? It's just gold kryptonite." And then you find right. out, well, it takes away his powers. I thought that was a really Perfect. nice touch. It takes away his powers. Do I? Takes away his powers permanently. Right. Permanently. Like, yeah. I just yeah, like how they uh, threw that in. There. Tonight, which which takes it away as soon as it's out of reach temporarily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But let's talk about the finale um, now that we're yeah. There. I want to yeah. Just basically going down the list. Booster. I didn't care as much as you. I believe. Yeah, that's because that's because I'm I'm more well versed in, in the comic history. But and I, I was, yeah, I was about to say that's the comic thing. I just I'm not into the comic, yeah. so I didn't really connect with anything. It's, it's probably you you may not like Absolute Justice or Legion as much probably. I did, but probably not as much as I could if I watched if I read the comics. Right, yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, Dominion was probably one of my favorite of the season. Uh, and then Prophecy comes and goes. And it's basically, I thought it was a great lead into the finale. Yeah, yeah, I, I did too. I think it's definitely one of the weaker um, lead ups, I think. Oh, yeah, but yeah, definitely by far. I But I believe, but for me, having Twayman back and bringing back and having those other characters in the, for, in the background, it just kind of gave, and Law was taking Clark's powers. It was that one last hurrah that we're going to have this really quick filler, and then that's it. Like, the finale's next week. Yeah. 
So, and then we come to basically we ride up until yesterday, May 13th. May 13th, last night. Yeah, well, we all know that I had a 100.3 fever, but by the end of this episode, it healed me, and I was back to normal. I wanted to ask you in the beginning of the episode how you were feeling, but... Yeah, no, um... It's crazy, dude. I uh, I went upstairs. It was like 6.15. My kids are watching, you know, some Nickelodeon stuff. I'm like, okay, it's coming on at 7 because, you know, I'm in Central Time. And I'm like, okay, I could take these daytime pills or I could take the nighttime pills. But I'm I'm very weak, so I could take, like, uh, just allergy pills, the non-drowsy, and I'm knocked out. So I'm like, I should take the nighttime pills, but how am I going to stay awake for Smallville? So I take the nighttime pills. I'm like, I can stay awake. I can stay awake. And I'll tell you, within 15 minutes, I was so into it. My fever was done by the end of the episode. And I was ready to call you guys and say, let's record. I'm ready to rock and roll. So it was, awesome. Yeah. It was, it was Definitely awesome. glad you're feeling well. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I'll tell you, the uh, I, I can't express how – I'm going to put it out there right now. Tom Welling, I love how they teased the suit the whole time. Like they, they showed you him in the suit, but it was some far away but close enough at the same time. It was the perfect camera angle. I thought he looked great right. in the suit for what you saw. And I love the Superman Returns plane type scene with Lois. It was Yeah, they paid homage to that. Yeah, it was yeah. – I man, I was so pumped in the music. I was like, yes. I'm like, oh, this is excellent. I was so pumped. I couldn't sleep, man. It was awesome. Well, the whole thing with the suit is I've been for years, and I've told Tim this many times. I never really wanted him in the suit whatsoever because I always thought it was it was Clark Kent. I've always made the argument. It's, it's the story about Clark Kent. I really don't care to see him in the suit. It didn't bring anything to me. Right. But the way they did it with just CGI and headshots of of Tom Welling, it was fine. It was perfect. Yeah, it, it, and it wasn't necessarily even the Superman Returns suit. It was kind of a, a mix. It looked between, newer, right? Yeah, it did. It did. It was like almost a mix. The way the CGI was, it was a mix between the Superman Returns suit and, and the old school. And the old school suit. All right, All right let's, I, let's yeah. go out there. Uh, small. We're talking CW here. We're not no NBC. We're not no CBS. How much money do you think they blew on this episode? Because the special effects were like Transformer style, excellent money money spent episode. I mean, it was amazing. Well, they were definitely saving all their money for this episode. Yeah, I, yeah. they definitely did. I think that's why Booster didn't have too many. The Booster had effects, but it, I know Blue Beetle didn't look as as solid to me as I would have hoped. Uh, yep. Dominion, they had the fight scene was awesome, but it wasn't that effect heavy. It had a lot of slow motion, which yeah. you could do in editing. Phantom Zone and, wasn't as vast as it could have been. Right? Yeah, they had there was two places of the Phantom Zone we saw, and I know in Prophecy it was supposed there was supposed to be a lot more uh, guest stars in that episode, but they yeah. got rid of them because they didn't have the money for it. So they yeah, saved up. They had they saved up for episodes to bring this. And everybody that Schneider, Rosenbaum, Glover, Annette. Um, oh, and. Andrew, what did you think of Aaron Ashmore returning in the end? I was so happy. I I, I got up and I yelled. I was I was excited beyond like I all right. Well, I um I told I was talking to Ty yesterday and I I don't know how you guys well I think from what you said earlier you saw who was in the cast in the credits. Yeah. Both of you, I think. T- t- did you say that too? You saw ahead of time. Well, here's the thing is because, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan. So I pay when the credits, when the opening credits are rolling, you know, those yeah. little small credits, I pay very attention. I caught okay. Tom, I caught Schneider, I caught Annette, I caught Glover. 
But for some strange reason, you missed it. <laughs> when I was watching the episode the first time, I missed Ashmore. But then I, when I went back, I was like, was he in the credits? And then I watched it again. It's like, there sure enough, Aaron Ashmore. I'm like, well, what well, the hell? Who was that? Who was that character? He was Are Jimmy. You, oh, Jimmy. Okay. Got was it. Terrence Stamp in the credits as well? Yes. He was. He was. Yeah, yeah. I caught him. I purposely. I was so I was so happy I did it. In the beginning of the episode, I focused on Clark and Lois's because they were the main two of the whole beginning. I basically focused on their faces. I tried not to look around at all, and I did not see a single thing in the credits, and I was so happy. Yeah, the one person I did – well, Jimmy, I had no idea he was returning for that little cameo, which was excellent. I couldn't have been happier with that. It was a great yeah. throw-in. Especially, I, I don't they, think it would have meant as much if he wasn't in season eight, so it was so great. Yeah. Um, and they, season six, they, seven, and eight. They and kept then, that secret so well for, for Jimmy. They did. There was I did not hear. I didn't know. I, there was, there, I, didn't, I didn't hear a thing. I didn't hear a no, thing. No. I heard about Glover. I heard about um, Rosenbaum. I heard about Annette and John. and um, But that was it. Well, the other thing was Terrence Stamp because I was telling you right before the whole day before uh, – yeah, yesterday. It's Friday. Yesterday was Friday. I was yeah. telling you the one thing I really, really, really wanted was Terrence Stamp as, as – Jarrell with original dialogue back to Clark. Like I needed that for the finale to be solid for me. And well, when he started speaking and it was new dialogue, I was thrilled. Yeah. Now, Tim, I remember from the projection booth episode, you said you need three things to have a perfect ending to the series. You need to see Clark fly. You need the suit and you need Lex. I think you got all three of those. I got all three of those in a nutshell. Um, I, I really wanted to see how they were going to do this suit thing. If, um, you know, like, but before Salvation, I was wondering how they were going to do this suit thing because, you know, with, you know, season nine, we had the black suit. So I was wondering how they were going to do it, but they did it wonderfully. Jonathan handing Clark the suit was, was fantastic. I, oh, it was perfect. I, I don't, I mean, his, I don't, his scenes didn't, for me, I still think Lazarus's Jonathan Clark scene is going to be one of the favorite, one of my favorites in the series and just between the two of them. But this, the, the whole episode between the two of them was excellent. The, the yes. way they had him talking, and then uh, Clark didn't recognize he was there for half of the episode. Yeah, like just, it was just it was that like, show's it was the show's heart, like we talked about, just coming pouring through with Jonathan. Yeah, and yeah. I love how when he flies, he's flying as Clark, and then the suit slowly emerges on him, and we'll you see. get these long camera shots of him flying in the air, and oh, it was amazing. You see, when he's flying out of the fortress, I was thinking Superman Returns. Exactly. So um, I, you know, you know when he when he he changes in the uh, in the elevator, yep. and he starts flying I, up the elevator shaft, and he just takes off his suit and is in the Superman suit full on. It was actually so fun because when that scene happened and he pulled the suit on as he flew out, and I think that was one of the best effects ever when he fly when they have that top looking bird eye view scene and they show him blast out of the fortress and you see the top of the fortress from above. Yeah. If you look at the fortress, it's gorgeous. It's clear. It's crystally. It, it looks amazing. Yeah. yeah like, and I like that they kind of showed where in the Arctic the fortress kind of lies. It's like in this like 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 glacier swamp area. Yeah, ravine thing. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that. The, um, cool. But it was so you could like, you could tell from what I'm about. To, like, I was so excited and ramped up. Like, and I was so upset that it was the ending. I actually thought that was the end of the episode when he flew off. I thought that was it. 
So yeah. did I, because I, so, I was DVRing and I rewound a little bit, and I was like, oh crap, it's eight fifty or it's seven fifty six, and he just flew. I'm like, that's the end, but I didn't realize I had to fast forward, and I, I still had minutes left. So. Yeah, I actually shut the comp- I shut the TV off. Like I was trying to like process everything. I shut the TV off. I sat there. I was thinking about it, and then I'm like, then something. I'm trying to remember what happened. What really triggered me to go back and like just watch the oh it was the ending because i was watching i was sitting there thinking about the ending and the way it was the way clark just flew off and i was like that had to be it that was done and then i turned it back on i was like how stupid there's still another four minutes or whatever left yeah um but yeah then lois gets her interview with the president um i don't know if that's supposed to be obama or what but (laughs) i doubt it since it was 2018 and lex is it wasn't 2018 at that time (sighs) i don't know it wasn't 2018. It was I. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just speculating. <laughs> but anyway, um, and then you know Clark stops Apocalypse. He throws Apocalypse to uh, the, like the dark side of the moon, and which kind of leads us to believe that Dark Side will be back. Um, amazing special effect, man. Amazing. Yeah, it really was unbelievable. And for then, a, for a TV for a TV show. I felt like I was so, watching a Superman movie. I really did. I. It, s- it just threw me because it's a television show, and it on top of that, it's on the CW, which has, like, no money whatsoever. Yeah. I, I think the CW will gain a whole new respect after this show has been reviewed. We give it a week, start reading all these reviews coming in. I guarantee the CW is probably going to get a whole new level of respect and uh, maybe transfer that money to Supernatural. I mean, Supernatural has excellent effects. but since, um, Especially since the, you know, the, the devil has, has left the building. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I mean like the, the, the new guy, Pedowitz, I think is going to add a lot more to the network. Since he's got you know a lot more more connections than say Ostroff did. Yeah. Yeah, he's from ABC, I believe, right? Yeah, he's from ABC. He um he actually when he was when he and was, they keep shows on that station. That's right. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, yeah. Good, good man, good man. <laughs> Not until recently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the no ordinary family got axed. Yeah. yeah. Well, that wasn't his call. He he left by that point. Um, yeah. 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 But well, let's go back for a minute, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, go back to like a lot. Yeah, we skipped like I'm the whole Lois and Clark wedding thing. Amazing storyline. I loved it. Mm-hmm. it good good times. The yeah. only that was like the one part of the episode, the whole beginning of the like I've never really cared if there was a wedding or not. Like if I would right. like it either way, but I want like when I was watching that, I wasn't like rushing through it by any means, but. I would I think on the second and third viewings and multiple viewings after I'm going to be more satisfied with it now that I know I get I can get everything I'm going to get after that point. Yeah. Right, right. I I think you're probably just anxious to see I would, yeah, I was de- definitely anxious. <laughs> like, well, like, I'm, I'm anxious because we're 5 minutes left and Lex still knows everything. You know, and then we get the ball dropped. Yeah, in 30 seconds, you're going to lose all your memories. I'm like, that's awesome. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You're, you're kind of skipping over here. Let's hey, I'm not skipping extra. nothing. I'm just getting to the best parts here. I will agree that, you know, the, like the wedding stuff was not my favorite, but, you know, it needed to happen because, you know, they spent so much time on it and stuff. And, you know, there are yeah, fans yeah, who want. Yeah, the, the, and, there are, and there are those, those cloisters who want to see, you know, these two end up together. And they gave them what they wanted. They didn't technically get married, but they got their their wedding and their vows and stuff like that. So they got what they wanted, um, and and that's what this finale was all about. Just you know, making sure that that, that everything was going to be good for the fans because 
and I'm not saying that in a bad way, but um, but make sure that the fans got any everything they needed for you know sticking around this long. Yeah. Um, the, um, going way back to the beginning. I loved it. Loved it. First, I loved that she wasn't dead. Yeah. Yeah. But I never thought she would die. Um, because uh, I I always hope not. I thought maybe they'd do it just out of like shock value. Yeah. But they they didn't. They didn't. But one person uh, they. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm just jumping around here for a second. Um, one person they did kill was Tess. Oh my God, I was so so. Tra- and again, it's just the tragic Lo- Luther story. Yeah, I know. I, but the way she went out was awesome because she went out like a hero. Yeah, she definitely did. She went out like a hero, and that's kind of the way I kind of hoped she would end up. I didn't want I her. Just, to... I was so sad she never had any interactions with the other cast members other than. Lex and Lionel, like she was so engulfed by that storyline, she died before she ever saw anything. Yeah, she got like, the ultimate reward though by putting that on Lex's face. It was great. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, no, I, I do have a question about that. Um, the neurotoxin that he was developing from Summerholt. Was that yeah. in any other episode? Was that a what? Was that in any other episode? Did they talk about that in any other episode? That's something I'd have to go back to. To, re- to see if there was a reference in, in any other old ones. Okay, I was just wondering. I was just wondering. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything offhand, but yeah. but they like 218 episodes later, and I haven't done it. I did a series rewatch like a year ago. Yeah, I'm gonna do a series rewatch after after I've watched the finale a couple more times. Yeah, I think I'm actually. I think I'm gonna be doing week by week. I'm watching one episode like a normal, like a normal show, and I'm that, starting over. That would be cool to do. Um, yeah. I was kind of want. I wanted to do it with Supernatural when it returns and just play Smallville every every week when Supernatural's on. But I don't know if I could wait that long to start. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I might. I might do that thing too. That might be fun because that way you can still quote quote hold on to Smallville. Yeah. So it's so, my way of keeping it with me. So, so the Green Arrow is somebody we haven't talked about pretty much at all throughout this episode but oh, i I'm, thought yeah. i thought it ended really good in regards to, now i gotta say he looks like a blonde brandon ralph i have to admit <laughs> what, what do you andrew you've seen superman returns before right yeah okay don't you think he looks like brandon ralph but blonde i don't know i i, guess I, I need a picture in front of me to like compare the two but i guess he could i Justin guess he could Hart i never really thought of it that way though i never thought yeah, of I just, know, it never really passed my mind like i said i need a picture yeah, it just passed. It just as soon as I saw him, I said, "Wow, that's a blonde Brandon Routh. It's so weird." Which actually is kind of funny because Chloe always had a thing for Clark back in the day. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought it was great the ending with him with the arrows taking them guys out. It was a good time. I was hoping for them not to have the fight that was the end all be all fight for the episode between uh, Oliver and Clark. But side being Oliver versus Clark. Right, but you know, right. with uh, with everything that happened, I was I was fine with it, and I think that Oliver's storyline was really it was one of the weaker storylines of the season. It just popped up out of nowhere, and they didn't really address it. But yeah. I'm glad of the way it ended. I thought Oliver's seasonal storyline for this year was kind of flip flopped because at first it was that whole you know um, you know I am Green Arrow and you're revealing his identity to the world kind of thing that they did earlier yeah. in the year. And then that kind of dropped off a little bit when when the VRA kind of got canned. Um, and, and even while the VRA was on, it kind of kind of dropped off a little bit. Yeah, he didn't. Well, he wasn't very much Green Arrow this year. No, he was he was very much Oliver, um, which is more- fine. But it just it's the way it was. So yeah. when they had a, uh, but when they had the Green Arrow 
costume come back and he took out three minions, that was excellent. And I thought it was like it was a perfect way to do it. Yeah, it was a perfect way to close out Oliver. And I loved Oliver with the people, you know. Yeah, like, looking yeah. up. That was so Scott, great. That was awesome. That was wonderful. Yeah, I was kind of – I was hoping he would, like – they would have made a reference for him going back to Star City. But you know what? When he was still standing in Metropolis, I was just so excited. To, like, he was, he was there witnessing Clark, and he knew exactly who it was and what he was doing, and it was great. Yeah. It was wonderful. It was really, really wonderful. And the, because the, theme, the, the theme song kicked in at the right times, at the right moments to exactly, give, you know, exactly. and it wasn't, it wasn't in the, in the moment where he, where he's like catching the plane so much, but it's after the, after the, like the, I guess the flashback of the episode is the present day. Um, after that was over, you know, I liked that they were doing a lot of the John Williams stuff, like after Chloe had read the story and going into the daily planet, it's basically uh, Chloe, Clark, Lois, and Jimmy living in the the universe of the Richard Donner films. Yeah, except the only problem is is Lois and Clark are together and so, they're trying to get married. Versus in the movies, they don't. You know, I know, I, I know it's it's own mythology, and I'm fine with it. But I'm saying you, you can't lead up the this series does not end to set you up. For the Richard Donner films, it's completely off. It just has its own world, and I'm fine with that. But you cannot compare the ending of this of this series to the movies. It just doesn't right. work. Okay, all right. Well, it, it just the way that they kept playing the music like all the time just felt like the movies. Yeah, oh, I, I agree. I feel 100% that I watched a Superman movie. 100%. It was like. I don't. I don't know. It's like a Superman movie you didn't get. It's. I don't know how to explain it, but it was. It was. I didn't feel like I was watching a TV show. I'm just gonna put it at that. It was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It, and and that's that's Smallville's legacy because they. It's always felt like every week is a movie. Yeah. 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 It's like every week is a mini movie because the way everything's shot, the way things are lit, um, the casting has always been spot on. It's just always been wonderful. So I'm sure, Andrew, you're going to say that Tom Welling – because I was going to say, who do you think overall is the best Superman um, out of all – Tom Welling is definitely my Superman for me. Okay. Um, Even though he's more Clark Kent most most part. He is more – yeah, it's more Clark Kent. Right. So his favorite Clark Kent basically. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. obviously Tom Welling wins in the Clark Kent, but I, in regards to the suit, I mean, I know we saw him for, what, 10 minutes in the suit, but, I mean, he looked incredible as Superman, and, I mean, he's played Superman the longest, but it was kind of like, wow, was he almost better than Christopher Reeve? It's kind of like how I was comparing at, at the end of this. I was like, he just looks amazing in the suit. I was just like, I don't know who's the better Superman here. You know, it was it's a hard, it's a hard question. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, one thing I didn't want to talk about is um, Lex Luthor in this episode. Um, you know, and, and as soon as you loved it because you know, well, you haven't seen hardly seen anything with without him. So. But yeah, but I love Lex, and it was amazing. And I I still love the line of "I am the villain of the story." I think it uh, is For amazing. Onyx, the episode you got to watch. Yeah, but Onyx. Yeah. Yeah, but I I I love Lex, and uh, I I thought. It, I don't know. It's, it was, he was good. Excellent. The, the, thing that sold, the thing that sold me with that storyline was the whole Lionel, like, trying to save him no matter what. And just him crawling into the room with Lex on it just killed me. It was yeah. So emotional. Like, he's doing anything he can to get himself resurrected. Yeah. And, and, and I like that, that he didn't take Darkseid's offer from Scion. 
that was yeah, an interesting twist. Never, we never found out what that was all about, so I'm glad they referenced it. Yeah, I, I, that was an interesting twist that he was trying science first. Yeah. Um, and I love that in the I love the Clark and Lex scene in this episode. I'm oh so, my, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah I think that there was, was if there was anything they could have done to bring Lex back and give us something that fulfilled our dreams of having him back over the last four three years, it was it it was perfect. It was that. Yeah. And, and Michael Rosenbaum has gone on has gone on to say that that's one of his favorite parts of of the whole show. Yeah, is that it was scene that he filmed. It was devious, but it had that hint of old school, and it referenced so many things. I loved when he said, um, when he was talking about the way Clark says his name. I love that. It was like, because then you think about it, and it's true, because of all the times Clark's ever said his name like that in an accusational form, but also trying not to believe it. Yeah, I I loved that, because I I have this um, this, uh, joke with... I had this joke with one of my friends. It's like Tom Welling says Lex's name weird. He always goes Lex, and I always made fun of it. But I liked that they referenced it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that that was cool. And and the the part that I love is just you know seeing all, the, all like they like all this ten this ten year history between these two characters, and I loved that both Clark and Lex got flashbacks for the for for the entire series, which basically solidifies that. The show well, flashback, I was about to mention it as one of the last things to bring up. We got the Clark flashback, which was great. It was long, and we got to see all the other all the moments. But we got this other side of, like, it's this dichotomy where Lex is losing all these memories, but we and we get to see them as they're progressively getting lost in time. Uh, yeah, and I, I love that. I love that. Yeah, uh, it was excellent. It was yeah, definitely I'm- very, very cool. And I'm not... Like, I like flashbacks, but like, I was telling Ty last night, I need a purpose to flashbacks, or I kind of feel it's a little overdone. And right. these had a purpose. Like, the first one was to inspire Clark to fly and to, to, to go all out. And the second one was Lex losing his memories and becoming the man he's going to become. Yeah, I, I loved I loved that. It was, yeah. it was yeah. really, really good. I mean, going back to the Clark and Lex scene, I love when Clark says, I'm always going to be there to stop you. Yeah, and, uh, and, and that's said, what Clark said the last episode. But in this, but in the opposite way, he said he'll always be there to stop the villains. Yeah, but but but, but this seemed more personal because it was for Lex. Like I'm gonna be there to stop you. He yeah, knows? no, definitely. I know. I hear what you mean. It's just so cool that these guys are both so driven, and just on the opposite. Like like Lex said, it's the opposite side of the same destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I'm always gonna be there to stop you. And Lex is just like, I'm counting on it. Well, it gives him this this, meni- this menacing overtone to him that no other villain really could bring. Because um, as much as they don't like Clark, in at least in Smallville, they just want to destroy the world or take it over anyway. Lex yeah. doesn't want to do that. He just wants to destroy Superman. Yeah, that, that's it's all he's ever wanted. And, and, and Andrew, you've seen The Dark Knight, right? Yeah. Okay, the, like like the scene where Clark says, "I'm always going to be there to stop you," and Lex says, uh, um, "I'm counting on it." Reminded yeah, me yeah. when the Joker said, "I have a feeling we're going to be doing this for a long time to come." Oh I, yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely. That, that's what I thought of when when Lex and Clark were going back and forth. Right. And, well, like you're like you said, it's a very personal connection which we needed because it's been ten years. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I like how I like how Lex lost those memories. But at the same token, Clark hasn't, so he's he still has this 
like not hatred, but this desire to like stop Lex because he knows who he is and what he's come from. So Le- even though Lex has lost those memories, Clark hasn't. Clark knows everything. Yeah, and um, it was it was fantastic, and I really. I mean, can you imagine? You know, because this finale almost happened without him. I know it. It it wouldn't have been the same thing, no matter what we, no matter what they could have done. Yeah, I mean, unless you CGI'd his face, but you couldn't do that with him talking. And well, they I mean, they did that in the in episode fourteen of season eight. They kind of did that in Requiem. They right. um at the end of the episode when they had Darth Lex and he's overlooked and he's watching a video camera of Clark and Lana try to save the daily planet they had a lex looking cgi thing in a reflection yeah yeah and it, it as much as it's so cool and it's just not the same right so yeah i mean overall uh what i guess overall man it's uh it was, it was a brilliant as, as much as i love it i just don't know how i feel because it's over and it feels so empty but at the same time complete yeah, yeah. yes I mean, I, I love how there's no resolution to where Lois and Clark are officially married. It's kind of like, oh, we're, all, we're about ready to, but something's got to happen. I, I thought it was perfect how they left that open. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like it was, it was the end of Smallville, but it was the beginning of Superman. And that's yeah, what it had. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It could be another story if any, anyone ever chose to think of it that way. Yeah, it, it was like the Buffy finale, the Buffy season seven finale. Okay. Like, it was the end of, of, of the adventures of Buffy and the Scoobies in Sunnydale, but there were more. more adventures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you felt that, Masunas, when you saw the Buffy finale, but I did. Um, I'll tell you, the way I felt with Buffy is it she should have died, and they should have just left it at that. Because th- then we come back to a sex season full of uh, ridiculous season. I don't know what that was. It was just garbage. And then we get to a good season of, uh, you know – uh well, it had good resolution dude i'm talking about the buffy series finale not the season five finale oh oh yeah the actual series finale yeah it was it was good i think the angel one was better um that was a real like yeah that was a crazy ending that was like you have to put your mind to how you think it's gonna end kind of thing that's yeah. why i said that this was the greatest ending to a show i have ever seen right so. it's definitely up there for me but i'm with you there andrews because you know, um, I mean, I-, I loved it because, you know, I like I loved it. But at the end of it, I'm like, now what? <laughs> I know it. There was this definite, definite void just felt like that. That's it. There was no cliffhanger, no nothing. It was so, so odd, like nothing I've I've felt like in 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I love at the end after, you know, he opens his shirt and you see the S, that the way that they did the ending credits was just like the Superman movie with the little Oh well, yes. Yeah. I I, I was a nice touch. It was a nice subtle touch. I love that. It was, it was, it was very, very great. Um, right. so, yeah, definitely subtle is the word, because like I said, I didn't really care if he was in the suit or not. I kind of I kinda of wanted him to be less in the suit than than in it. But that ending scene was pretty was perfect and i like that it has this homage feel like it, there's a point to it like that's what he's always done in the movies so that's why they did that right and there's no way you could have gotten away without playing that song there's just no possible way i mean people and, waited 10 years for this part and where the uh the song 
the ending graphics of the credits, that was how it was like in the movie, right? Because that's how they did it in yeah, Superman yes. Returns with the like the little gliding up in the back. Yep, yep. Part. Yeah, and Superman Returns took that ex- – because basically Superman Returns is trying to pick up after part two, and it's basically right, so a copy of it. But yeah, that's exactly from this – it's actually, from what I hear, easy special effects. It's one of the cheapest special effects to do, even though okay. it looks complicated. But yeah, that was just kind of a, a subtle way um, – to to end the show but one thing i love about smallville that no other show has or probably never will is you always knew the ending of the show when it started you know what i mean yeah, yeah. name another show where you watch and you're like i know how this is gonna end right it, it yeah it did it literally did end the way we all thought it would yeah yeah even, even, even our expectations a little bit too yeah yeah so I'm definitely ready to start from the beginning and watch all the, watch them all, and you know I'll definitely enjoy the finale even more after I see everything. But overall, from the three episodes I did see with the crash course and everything, I I thought it was amazing and it got me pumped up to watch Superman all over again. So well, yeah. that's what the uh, I think I've I've heard different like uh, interviews and stuff, and I remember what um, there was like a Kelly and Brian one. They said like. They did want to, like, if people saw this, the finale, they would hope they would go back and actually watch the show now. So you're one of, you fall into that category. Yep. Like, a friend of mine, I, I sent them season one um, because, you know, I told them it was, it was coming to an end pretty soon. And she watched the, uh, the, the series finale with, with her husband. And um, she was like, well, now I know that, that they get to the real story of Superman. I can now, I can now watch the entire show now. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. that that says a lot. If you can, if any random person could just watch the end and then want to go back and watch ten years yeah. of a show. Yeah, that that's that's wonderful. That's I mean, good. That's good TV right there. Yeah, it, it was is. so. I just downloaded the uh, the the last last night's double episodes, and it's it's like so fulfilling to see like all my folders of Smallville each season. Tenth season is complete. I have all ten seasons. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my iTunes as well. I mean, seeing all 215 iTunes episodes on there. I I sure hope you guys have a backup for that because you won't ever want to lose that. That would. Oh no, I have this. I have the series on multiple formats on my between computer, my MacBook, my Windows. So yeah, Yeah. good, good good man. Because I I got a backup (laughs) for my backup. I got a two. Terabyte external hard drive, along with another one to back up that in case my backup fails. Because I have a backup inside my computer, I have a backup <laughs> outside my computer. Because you can never tell, man. Especially that stuff, you don't want to lose, man. So yeah, it's heartbreaking if you do. I could only imagine. Yeah, the amount of hours it took yeah. me to download all this stuff. I because I have multiple shows. I have all of Vampire Diaries, all of Supernatural, and Smallville. So that's and my movies. Episode right. Sorry. Isn't it three bucks an episode? Um. Well, I got mine out of uncondoned ways, but. Oh yeah. 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 Sure. We'll go along with that. Yeah, we'll go along with that. Right. Exactly. iTunes is three dollars for the HD, but two dollars for the standard definition, and I always get the standard definition because. Okay. Yeah. Save money. But definitely, definitely a good, great, great ending to a great show. Yes. Well, Man, fellas, uh, do you think that uh, we should call it a wrap on the whole Smallville retrospective? Uh, yeah, I, I say s- series wrap for Smallville, <laughs> as they say in the industry. Yep. Amen. Never Man. forget, as Jonathan said, never forget Smallville. Oh, I will never forget Smallville. Smallville is just it, – it's what got me into like basically all the, all the shows that I'm watching now. I wouldn't be yep. watching those shows if it wasn't for Smallville. 
Smallville is the reason I'm a, I was a cinema major in college, and now I have a, a bachelor's in cinema. Like, if it wasn't for the show, I never would have started watching other shows, Supernatural, the way I only got into it because of Smallville. I never would have started yeah, watching. Yeah, and all those, everything else from from Smallville spawns off of Supernatural, which spawns everything else. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, times. definitely. And it, so, yeah, definitely uh, time to let it go, but it was great. Well, it, it was a nice run. It was a good run. Yeah, and you know, in honor of the show for the Spotlight song, I've chosen an old school Three Doors Down Kryptonite song nice. to, <laughs> to, to end the show on Smallville theme. So I think appropriate. You know, yeah, appropriate. That's kind of what I thought. I was like, well, I could play the Superman theme, but nope, that was the intro song. So I'm like, yeah, I gotta go with Kryptonite. So gotta jam out. So good awesome. times. All right, well, Andrew, I want to thank you, sir. It's been an honor having you come on and had a good time, and hopefully, oh no, definitely, thank you for having me on because I, I just been waiting for like a Smallville something where I can rant on Smallville for an hour or two. So it was definitely, and just well, talking to you, I've never talked to you in person before, like on, on in voice. So right, right, yeah, it's always been through like Crossroads email or you know Facebook and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. It was good times, and uh, I'm so glad you came on, even though Tim's like, I don't know, he could get a little crazy, but I think overall it went really, really good. It, it, uh, it did go really well. It did go really well. So I had fun talking to you guys, so thank you for having me back, having me here. Hey, no problem, man. And, all right, guys, well, uh, thank you for joining us for this super long episode. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it, and uh, I do want to thank uh, everybody for uh, downloading the show. I know we got some uh, people in Saudi Arabia just downloaded the show, so that's crazy. And then uh, we actually had an iTunes review um, that was uh, it's from um, – if I'm saying this wrong, I apologize. But uh, it looks like Mihi Smith um, wrote my favorite podcast. And it says, I stumbled on this podcast completely by accident while searching for Howard the Duck-related stuff. I have to say I fell for it immediately. Keep it coming. So thanks so much for the iTunes review. And uh, give your thoughts to us on what you thought of this episode at Sweep the Leg Podcast at Yahoo.com. And, uh, you know, I'm going to sign off the show with uh, Kryptonite. And again, Andrew, thank you for joining us. It's been a blast, sir. Yep. Thanks for having me. And uh, Tim, until uh, next week, buddy. Um, and you want to sign off, sir? Uh, this is Tim signing off. Like, yes, drive safely or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's Masuna South. Talk to you guys later.
took for granted All the times I never let you down You stumbled in and bumped your head If not for me, then you'd be dead I'll pick you up, put you back